Oh, you better watch out. You better not cry. You better shut up. I'm telling you why. Because it's time for the Something Wicked Studios <laughs> Krampus cast. <laughs> oh, oh, Welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 87, also this week known as the Krampus Cast. That's right, the tradition continues. Uh, Sadly, no Jeff this week, but Alex is back from his brief hiatus, aka Mave Online, aka making up good nicknames as Jeff Stick, I can't do this. As always, I am Mordak, aka Charlie. I got those reversed, but yes, welcome to our... (laughs) Ever so special holiday podcast. That's yes. not that different from normal podcasts. It just happens to quite literally come out on Christmas in 2017. Yeah. Well, that's right. This it should upload on, on Monday, which Indeed. would be Christmas Day. Indeed. Nice. Some of you might be wondering why there was no podcast last week. I'll get into that in a couple minutes. But yes. Hopefully this podcast during this... um. Occasionally stressful time to be around your parents or whatever, or family, etc., etc., will provide some soothing escapism. I don't know. I, people listen to this. That's all I know at the end of the day. So, yeah, welcome. Yeah. Enjoy. Hopefully we're providing some extra enjoyment this holiday season. But, more importantly, Alex, what the hell have you been up to? <laughs> all right. So, I, uh, my cousin, uh, I don't know if I, I've been talking about it on and off, but my I cousin uh, recently jokes got married. Off the air, but never actually on the podcast. You were like, I don't want him getting this some of the shit getting back to him. Yeah. Well. Uh, well, it, it wasn't. It's not anything bad. It's just. Uh, so, two of my cousins who are brothers decided they both wanted to get married this year, and they both decided to do it at the end of the year. So, okay. the first wedding was in November, and it was uh, it was somewhere here in SoCal, which was nice. And then the older brother decided that he wanted to do his wedding as a destination wedding in Mexico. So I was in Mexico for about a week, uh, give or take. Yeah. So I ended up flying out. Was it? A, I think it was a Tuesday night I flew out. So I just remember uh, getting the text from uh, Charlie saying, hey, who's going to be on the podcast this week? And I said, I'll be in Mexico. So I can't really record. And uh, yeah, so... Went out there, had a, it was an interesting time. Um, I got to see some good historical places. Like, I, I got to see the village my, my dad grew up in. And, like, when I said I went to Mexico, I don't mean, like, TJ or Mexico City. I mean, like, Mexico. Mexico. Deep inside Mexico. My, uh, my dad, just to give you some context, my, my dad's village uh, has a population of about less of 100. Like, that's that's literally like that's what it is, and a lot of the buildings there are abandoned or people have left. So it's it's very much almost like a ghost town in a weird way, but you see a few people scattered at the here and there. Sure. So 
yeah, so that's where um, one of the spot stops we went to. Uh, we did go to another part of town where, like, there were no Ubers, not a lot of places to card. It was all pesos. But I was shocked at the, um, like, how much the U.S. dollar carries over in Mexico. Like, you always hear about it. And it's always like, yeah, you know, it means this much. But, like, no, it literally carries over so much more over there. Uh, Have you never been to a country where the U.S. dollar goes, like, scary far? No, I have not. Have you been to Mexico before? Uh, over, I think it was over 20-something years ago. Oh, fair. Yeah, I, I guess in my travels, <laughs> like, you can, you can find yourself in some countries, like, Japan's kind of this way where the exchange rate, like, Japan also has a different situation, but, like, yeah, it's, like, $1 to 100 currency, and then you can buy a, a, something for, like, three or four bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. Like, out there... So when I went, I don't I don't know how much it fluctuates, but one U.S. dollar was about eighteen pesos, give or take. Uh, so it's just it was very much a culture shock because, like I said, I, I hadn't been there in over twenty years. Uh, so I got out there. First thing that was a culture uh, for shock. For reference, today it's one U.S. dollar to nineteen point seven five pesos. Yeah, so I went up or went down, I guess. Yeah. However, whatever the scale is, but yeah. yeah. It, when I was over there, it started going up to about 19 when we were heading out. So I uh, see it went up. But yeah, so like, I, it was amazing. First thing, the airport closed. Like when we got there, the airport closed because there were no more flights. So like staff goes home. Like that's the first thing. LAX is always open here. Like I, Part of this is like, starting to feel like this is your first like major not in California because Vegas is still part of California, weirdly trip ever or in like your active memory no like I, I mean i've traveled to other places in the u.s like i've gone to atlanta i've gone to portland i've done vegas of course like i've, I've been around a few places but like never in another country where the airport closed so that Dude, was just there kind are of places in the u.s where the airports close see that's just shocking to me burbank which is near me closes oh oh see i didn't know that okay there like, is. the Long Beach one closes. Okay. Huh. Yeah, lo lots of airports that aren't, like, major hubs close. Uh -huh. Okay. Well, I did not know that, so culture shock to me. The Flint, Michigan Airport and Tire Center closes at, like, 7 p.m. Huh. Well, uh, that was the first thing for me was kind of the shocker on that. Um, then, like, realizing how tiny things are. Like, I'm a big dude. Yeah. And like chairs and other places out there like oh, it's tiny. They're not made for the for the larger Americans in life or just larger people. Like everyone's very tiny and small. And like not in a mean way, but it's just their stature is just kind of small. Like that's what it was. And then like leaving the airport, I got an Uber and it drove me about 15 to 20 minutes out of the airport and it cost me $4 for that trip. Like 4 US dollars. I was shocked. So, uh, all in all, I think I spent out of my money about 120 150 bucks the whole week. And yeah. that was like buying a bunch of stuff, uh, you know, going to restaurants. I, just, uh, uh. so, I, there, luckily, at one of the few days we were that, we actually stayed at a Holiday Inn uh, that was near one of the towns for a few of the days. But, like, I, my aunt has several houses, apparently, out there. So, we travel between the houses and stuff like that. One of them, which, by the way, has a dungeon room, which I'll have to send you the pictures of, because the house literally has this one room, 
and it's just like gated off like a dungeon. And uh, my family says, yeah, nobody sleeps in that room. Like, yeah, news, we don't let people. It, news, like, your aunt's either into some shit or she works for the cartel. No, 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 no. It's not that. But cause the thing is, like, from what I've heard, and this is just my ignorance on it, cartels are, are in coastal towns. They're not necessarily in the middle of, like, you know, Mexico, so to speak. I was making a joke. Oh, I was taking it serious because cartels are a serious thing. There are two people, there are two sets of people you don't fuck with when you're in Mexico. The cartels and the federales. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I was, it was, it was, it was interesting trip. Like, luckily, you know, I still got my Star Wars fix in because I know Star Wars is coming out that week. What is so we Star went- Wars in Mexico like? It's Star Wars. It just has Spanish subtitles. Oh, I thought they'd dub it or something. I was kind of hoping no, they, that. They, they do have a Spanish dub, but the theater we went to had the option of a Spanish showing or an English showing with subtitles. So, obviously, myself and my American family, we opted in for a uh, an English showing. I bought eight tickets, and it cost me $14 for everyone. Yeah. Total. Not like each. Total. So... Yeah, I got to see Star Wars in a non-crowded theater on premiere night <laughs> for $14 for eight people. It was fucking great. Uh, but, like, yeah, it was just kind of interesting. Like, you you, you definitely, like, disconnect from the phone and technology for a while because some of the places we went to had no reception. Yeah. Or if they did, the data was terrible. So, uh, But, I mean, that's just what it is out there. Like, it was kind of interesting thing. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we, like, we traveled around. I will say I was in Jalisco which is the state where tequila is officially from. So seeing like driving through some agave fields where you can see the plants and all that stuff is kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, no, it was overall, it was a great trip. And then we fly back and then our flight gets delayed maybe about three hours. Cause apparently this fog rolled in and you couldn't see anything at all. It was pretty gnarly. And then I get back to the good old US of A and guess who gets picked for a random search? Your girlfriend. Nope. I'll let you guess again. Your parents. Nope, they're still over there. The obvious answer is you, so obviously it's not yeah. that answer. Yes, I got pulled over for a random search. I mean, I, I guess because of my passport, I still had my, my kind of my scraggly beard. Hey, I trimmed it down for the wedding, but... Yeah, no, my passport still had my my scraggly looking beard. So, uh, yeah, my girlfriend gets checked in just fine. My brother-in-law, he gets checked in just fine. My sister goes through just fine. And then they they, they screen me, and they're like, okay, uh, you got to wait here because yours came flagged. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm thinking something's going on. Uh, And I'm kind of a little bit panicky, but at the same time I'm not because obviously you don't want to panic because then you look guilty. So actually, no, you do want to panic because then you look less guilty. Oh, okay. You're having an actual reaction as opposed to like, uh, uh, Mr. Kissoff, we'd like you to step through him. Oh, whatever could be the problem. (laughs) Is is that a Nikolai tracksuit's last name? Maybe. No, his last (laughs) name is tracksuit. Oh, that's right. Nikolai and his last name is tracksuit. Got it. But yeah, so I got pulled over for a random search. They just kind of asked me a couple screening questions and let me go. It wasn't anything big, but it was just shocking that, like, 
people, my, uh, my buddy always joked around about putting me on the no flight list or the TSA special interest list. And I was like, yeah, that's funny. And then sure enough, first time ever, finally pulled over to the side and asked, hey, you know, we need to talk to you. So it was yeah, just kind of weird, I, though, because... Go ahead. I was flying into Canada at one point, and... I was too honest on my custom form about what I was there to do, and as a result, I got detained. Really? I can't, uh, a little known fact, Canada has aggressive immigration rules and regulations against people coming to work in Canada. And mm. I did not lie on my application saying I was there for a vacation. I'm like, yeah, I'm here to do some work. I'm here for this company. And I got pulled into a room and was asked why a Canadian could not do the job I was there to do. <laughs> yes, but that is also where the acting, not that's the where you want to act confused and surprised because I was trying to play it cool as hell and they thought I was just, they thought I was trying to act, play it cool and control. It's like, no, this is normal. And like, it's like, afterward, I'm like, if I'd freaked out, you would have seen more believable, actually. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> huh. I, well, it's one of these things where it's like, if you're smuggling something into a country, are you going to act surprised, or are you going to try and remain cool and collective? Hmm. Yeah, I, I was... I. Damn it. Well, too late. Point was, <laughs> though, I mean, I was okay, so it wasn't a big deal, but it was just interesting that, like, it actually happened. So... Yeah. But overall, um, it was, yeah, it was a good trip. Um, I had a good time. I will say nothing makes you appreciate the good old U.S. of A. like coming back from a country that's not the U.S. of A. So, what did yeah. you think of um, Star Wars? Oh, you know, I liked it. Me I too. will say, like, there was some stuff that I was like, eh, maybe. Like, there, I felt there was some stuff that was kind of unnecessary. You could cut like, the entire Finn storyline. And that movie wouldn't change. Except yeah. then you'd cut, what's his name, JB or something like that? Who's the best character in that movie? Oh, was it Benicio Del Toro? Or? Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Best character. No, I I, I felt like, uh, what was it? Like, I, I can, I, I'm okay with the Finn storyline. I was kind of upset with the fact that they had brought up uh, there was going to be more Captain Phasma time. Because I loved Captain Phasma. Why? She's pretty, she never does like anything. She, that's the thing, though. I like the actress because she's Brienne of Tarth. That's the only reason you like her. Like she, The character has not warranted your affection. Yeah, but the character has backstory. Who of, like, cares? Badass, you know, leader, and the armor's really fucking cool. Like, okay, I want to give her a chance. But she got, like, she got spoilers, a shitty I guess. Die. Well, yeah, spoilers. But, like, she got fucked over again. Like, they said they could give her more time. Like, her her arch nemesis are fucking it's... Finn. Like, that and a trash compactor or some shit, because that's how she got taken out in yeah. the first one. Like, for somebody who's a fucking leader, she's pretty shitty. Which is kind of disappointing, because I wish they could have done more with her. I don't disagree. She... I am sick of that character as a result. Like, I... I, I think she got the Boba Fett treatment, where it was kind of hyped I... up and then just fucking popped and killed. No, no. Like, uh, JB's character has the Boba Fett treatment, where he barely shows up and you're like, who is this mysterious person? Yeah. Well, yeah, wasn't too big of a fan of uh, 
I, I, the thing that really bothered me was the weird, like, all of a sudden love interest story between um, Finn and, what was the girl, Amy? or Rose. Rose, there we go. See, I and like Amy, Finn. I just, I, I don't like Finn. So anytime they can divert attention away from Finn, I'm like, I'm fine with this. Rose is great. I don't, I don't mind Finn. Rose is kind of weird. Like, she was weird in her own little special way. Like, she was quirky. I liked her. I just didn't see, like, all of a sudden why, like, she Does needed to do, like, a romance forced? scene. Sure. Absolutely. Do I like her more than Finn and would watch a movie where she replaces Finn as a character? Yes. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I like her. I just didn't like that whole, like, all of a sudden I'm going to, you know, we're going to make out moment. Like, that was just weird. Yeah. So, I... I we can have a I, more spoilery conversation some other time, I think. Like, I... Yeah. I... I yeah, I, I got some thoughts on Finn that are really unpopular. <laughs> but overall, I did enjoy it. Like, I, I like yeah. the fact that it it's not... It's not... It's trying to break away from the, like loops or the cycle of it's got to be like new hope empire strikes back return of the jedi like they're going their I, own way yeah as someone, I appreciate who, that. as someone who genuinely did not like the force awakens like like could not actually recommend that movie to people because i thought it was kind of a bad movie i liked this like that's all i can say really without going into like really specific charlie details uh yeah like is it the best star wars movie no. That is would be it, Rogue One. I, I was gonna actually going to tell you, I'm a big fan of Rogue One. So, uh, is it alright? Yeah. It's not the prequels. So, let's, let's just yeah, let that... I, I, think the, I think The Force Awakens is worse than all the prequel movies. Ooh. I don't know about that one. I, I really hate The Force Awakens. <laughs> we'll have to have another discussion about... Yeah, we Star, can like talk a... Star Wars some other time. <laughs> We'll do a Star Wars cast one day. It just we'll get Jeff in, and we'll get a third third man in the ringer or something. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah. Other than that, I mean, that was that was pretty much what was it. I you know went to a wedding, had a good time. Uh, yeah, I went to Mexico for a while. Spent like about a hundred bucks total, give or take, like with souvenirs and a bunch of other stuff. And yeah, my favorite thing though, I found a place that was doing tacos at night, like two in the morning, and those tacos tacos were like forty something cents each. Yeah. Like, that's so good. And they were so delicious. Ah! Yeah. Oh, and I was also the only person in my party who didn't get sick. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Mandy ended up getting uh, stomach pains. My brother-in-law, same thing. My sister, same thing. So they all got a little bit sick out there. Um, but I was all right. Until this week. Because my boss decided to show up and get everyone sick. So he was basically was ground zero at work these last two days. Already. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so you can hear my cough is back. Yeah, but, we're recording on uh, Friday for the record. Is that why you couldn't do Wednesday? Uh, No, Wednesday was just because I'd be getting out late from work, actually. Because my schedule's still long hours. So Fair. That, that's why I asked for Friday. But, um, but yeah, so he showed up uh, yes, well, Thursday. But the thing is, he had already infected everybody on Monday, so we had a lot of people out. One of my coworkers who was out uh, yesterday, turns out she has bronchitis. Shit. So, yeah, that's what she got. So I don't know if that's starting to build up on me. I've been taking shots of, you know, emergency and all that. <laughs> like, just chug away. Uh, like, no. Yes, placebos. 
Yeah, shut up. Don't say that. Because Emergency, if I, don't do shit. I'm taking that those tabs that have a bunch of vitamins. Don't do things. shit either. Don't, don't, don't. Do not ruin this. There is me. no scientific Charlie, proof la, linking la, vitamin C to hell. La, 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 la. I swear to God, if I think strong enough that it's going to work, it'll work. And if you break the faith I have in this goddamn orange citrus bottle tasting piece of shit... I'm going to be so mad at you, The Charlie. only reason orange juice makes you healthier is because you've tricked yourself into drinking more of it, and the increase of, of fluid into your body is actually what helps you recover. I hate you so much right now. I hope I get all the bad coughs on this podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Everything in that industry is a lie. Damn it. Oh, well. Well, yeah, so I'll be out for a while with bronchitis, probably. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Just because I broke your faith in vitamin C. <laughs> <sighs> what is that one that the teacher made up or something like that? Airborne. Like vitamin C. That's, I'm taking the Walgreens equivalent to Airborne. Oh, uh, yes, the biggest lie of them all. A uh, teacher, uh, someone who knows a ton about health but how health works. You don't know if they're a health teacher. They could dabble in science. Teacher by day, chemist by night. Like, what are they, Walter White? Yes. Yes. Jesse, Breaking bronchitis. Jesse, That's we have to we make a better it. version of cold care. <laughs> Chemistry, Jesse. Chemistry. We'll make some blue chalky tablets. Why does your Walter White sound like Christian Bale's Batman? Because he's sick. That's why he's making cold <laughs> remedies. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Oh, and just uh, I'll throw it in there really quick. Since we met, you know, obviously this is a gaming podcast. We should talk about what games we've played. Yeah, what have you been playing? Um, You know, the one game I've been playing a lot of recently is Hearthstone. Really? And, and I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's easy to play out in the middle of, like, Mexico. Sure. Because the data on it is minimal and all that. But I've been having some fun playing Hearthstone. So, yeah. Um, a lot of Hearthstone on my mobile phone and stuff like that. Don't really play it on my PC too much, but definitely yeah. on my phone. I stopped playing the EA Star Wars uh, game <laughs> that they have, Galaxy Heroes. So, uh, yeah, because that's all... That's pretty fucked. So, um, yeah, Hearthstone, and of course, you know, with PUBG going live 1.0 this week, I jumped in into a little bit of that. That new map is pretty fucking sick. Yeah, that uh, new map seems cool. Yeah, and uh, what else? Uh, other than that, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Oh, Overwatch, because I gotta get that holiday event going through. So, um, we'll probably be doing Destiny again pretty soon. No, we kinda, won't. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'll be doing it, sure. but, like playing on my own. But yeah, I've been hearing stuff about that while I was gone. So I good times. I can't bring myself to play more of that game. Like I try every <laughs> couple of days. I'm like, yeah, I'll log in, and no. Did you hear about the latest glitch that they said? Yeah, we won't fix it till next yeah. Year. Makes me glad to be a Voidwalker fucking warlock. Yeah. Oh. Or the weird rifle bug that was a week before I left? See, I thought that was just kind of 
fun. Like I well, that was fun. Laser part tag. Of, part of me wants that to be a permanent mode. Like that's the kind. So, and maybe this is kind of like mayhem is back in Destiny, and I'm not sure you ever really got to experience the true joy that was mayhem. Like if mayhem was like, hey, the trace rifles were also like brokenly powerful. That uh, it, it'd be a dumb mode, but at the same time, that there'd be a honest fun to it that Destiny multiplayer doesn't have right now. Huh. Like, part of my biggest issue with Destiny Two is that multiplayer is not as much fun as Destiny One multiplayer was. Hmm. Well, I, I don't know much about one. But, uh, you know. Four-man teams definitely... suck. What happened? Four-man teams suck. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. But, yeah. Uh, other than that, that's pretty much that's it for me. Yeah. I've, I've been poking at World of Warcraft a little bit here and there because I make good life choices. Yes. <laughs> How far are you now? Um... Here's the problem. I we don't play enough together that we can stream stuff. I haven't touched my Death Knight. My Hunter though is up near seventy. Cause I'm like I'm gonna fucking play this character, and because that thing's engineering and I need some stuff, I'm now running up a monk just for leather working. Cause I make good life choices. <laughs> yeah, you picked an interesting profession to run with. I like engineering for hunters. Hunter engineering is fun. It's real. They maybe need to start seeding some shit into the auction house or something. Because there is no economy below, like, Mist of Pandera stuff. And that sucks. Mm. Like, I am literally running characters so I can get stuff. It's like. Added rugged leather. Yeah, it's not in the auction house and hasn't been for a long ass time. Guess I'm running a leather worker for a chunk of time. Well, you don't get it from just skinning, or you have to. It's oh, you have to craft the rugged leather from normal yeah. strips. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, but it's like no one's doing it, so it's like I, like, it's weird the number of things I've gotten premiums for in that game, like. Linen cloth in the auction house goes for an uncomfortable amount of money. Like, low-level stuff for disenchanting. Also, you can just jack the price on those. A, because mm. money's now pointless in that game because everyone has so goddamn much of it. And B, because no one's hitting lower-level stuff. So it's like, oh, I'm starting to do disenchanting? I don't have mats for the first, like, 100 levels. I know I have put stuff in the auction house for like seven times its recommended sell price, and then like mm. and then for the buyout made that like four times that recommended sell price, and it's just selling instantly. Like it's like okay, there's some shit drops, but it's good for disenchanting. Yeah, no, that's the uh, that's that's the market, dude. Like that's the thing, especially now because though all the and it's gonna sound weird, but like all, now all the all the bots that farm shit used to, are gone because the bot program isn't supported and all that stuff. Yeah, a lot of those mats that you just saw a bunch on the market just because are just gone. Yeah, so. they need to fix that because it's real bad right now. Like it's 
I, I want to play a character up so I can get some, like, legacy gear or whatever the hell you called it, because I suspect mm. that makes leveling a hell of a lot easier, but I just well, can't I have to supplement my other character stuff. For your first character, you won't really be able to get, like, legacy gear that helps. Uh, your first character is not really going to, you know, get much out of it. It's not until your later characters that you actually can take advantage of it. Yeah. So that's, just, just so you're aware. No, that's what I'm saying. If I run my hunter up to like whatever the max is, then my monk who's like chilling at level twenty can go and get mm-hmm. that legacy gear and just be like, okay, fuck it, we're out. Yeah, Power level. Yeah, yeah but I, my my al- my altaholism is strong, and as a result, it's like, oh, I should play this character. Like it's it's real weird. They, they've yeah. Hmm. But the other thing of note I've been doing, um, I played the shit out of the Monster Hunter World beta. Yeah, how was that? That's Monster Hunter on a console again, which is what I've wanted for a long-ass time. That's on the... No, wait, hold on. So that's on the PS4, right? Yeah, PS4, Xbox One. It's coming to PC eventually. That is one of those games that I think is going to do a lot better on console, actually than PC because I that game started on the PlayStation 2 and people have been wanting waiting for it to come back for a long ass time and it is huge in Japan. Mm. And Japan likes their consoles. Oh yeah, well Japan definitely yeah. loves their consoles, yeah. Yeah, I like there were three missions in that. I think I easily put in like 10 hours just doing shit in that. Like it's Good beta. I, it, it, it's, it's Monster Hunter on a console, which is what I've wanted for so long. <coughs> it's good. I'm looking forward to it. I have it pre-ordered, so when that drops, I, there's an open beta coming out soon we may try and do something with. I I guess I'm kind of the same vein of don't pre-order, but I pre-ordered. I also pre-ordered Sea of Thieves. <laughs> and you can install that, apparently, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, not to mention that, but it looks like you already yeah pre-ordered Sea of Thieves. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's installed on my computer right now. I don't know what that means. We'll probably find out by the next podcast. Is there any news on that thing, like at all recently? Um, I pulled the trigger where they put out a like, here's how progression works in that game, and while they still haven't done a great job of swaying some of my fears about like kind of how shitty combat was. They have basically said, yeah, it's Destiny, but pirates. Like, oh, they, they outline that it's a, they, it's a questing game. Like, it's they're called voyages instead of quests. Um, mm-hmm. There are three factions you kind of build rep with. One is the Adventurer Guild, essentially. One of is kind of a mix. And one of them is kind of the combat one. And the combat one's all about, like, recovering legendary zombie pirate skulls so they can leak magic out of them so i'm like that's dumb in a way i can get behind and like progression is cosmetic items like peg legs and hooks and like your level of renown and titles and stuff so mm. i'll give it a shot I, I like i said it's literally sitting on my desktop right now i, I pulled the trigger and have a chance to mess with it yet like the fact it's installed is fucking weird to me because that game's not out, but it's also on my computer right now, and 
There was mention of some type of beta thing, so maybe we can do something with that. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I, I, I know I made some jokes about Destiny. I've played some Destiny 2 since um, we did the stream of it, but not a ton. I checked out The Dawning. The Dawning kind of sucks. It's maybe over by the time this podcast goes up, essentially, but I've it's the winter event, it's got some interesting things, and it's really trying to encourage you to spend money in a way I'm not totally cool with. What? Uh, have them spend extra money in a game? Get out of here. I, here's the issue. Like I Again, I keep going back to Warframe because I'm mad at Destiny, and like I will happily spend money in Warframe because Warframe, I at least feel like I'm getting something for that money. Like It's like, oh, I don't want to like I could just grind forever to get the mats for this, or I could have spent some money. But it's like here, those are two options, and they're pretty well explained. Destiny keeps doing shit like, oh, we're messing with XP, or like, hey, the three of coins doesn't do shit. Yeah. Or like, hey, we simply a new weapon system that's not great, but it's new. Like I, I, I have a Mastercraft weapon. I don't fully understand, like, it's this awkward situation, like, hey, I got a Mastercraft. It's not a weapon I want to use, though. And I think you were out when I was talking about this, but I've been playing the PC version of Destiny with a controller hooked up to my PC, because I think that game handles like shit with my mouse and keyboard. Which is, I'm like, really? what? I, I can't stand the mouse and keyboard controls for that game. I, I mean, you remap some stuff, but, like... I, it's beyond remapping. I, like, Melee feels bad. I, it just feels wrong. I I love the keyboard and mouse controllers. Yeah. Again, I do a majority of my FPS stuff on a keyboard and mouse, so... I, I would, too. Destiny is not one of them. Like, it just feels... Uh, something about how that game feels to me. And, and, again, this may be the... I have, like, three years of Destiny 1 ingraining in my brain like what it feels like tactically to pop a super and like the lack of rumbles definitely a thing i miss when i'm using a mouse and keyboard but i cannot play that game with a mouse and keyboard and enjoy it mm. yeah it's same with warframe actually that game's great with the ma- that game's great with the controller plugged in although yeah. i did find out that the my xbox one elite controller if you use the kind of slider things for the um where the trigger hits you can't go full speed on a sparrow, which is like a weird design flaw. What? I, it's got this hard stop, so like some games, like aiming, it's fine, but like trying to rev the sparrow up to full speed, it can't compress enough to go full mm. speed. It's really mm. weird. Like my my original um, uh, oh fuck, what are they called? The scuff controller I had had the same problem where like hand cannons, you couldn't pull the trigger down enough for it to fire reliably. But what you could do is you could do this thing where you'd be like, oh, it'd be like ready to fire all the time. You could like jerk it to make it work. I. That's some weird stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I. Yeah, I also saw Star Wars. I think I already said it was fine. I. Yeah. Mostly, uh, so people have noticed there wasn't a lot of content on the channel these last couple weeks. Um, that's because I am finally successfully maybe buying a house. I don't want to jinx it. And buying a house is fucking hard in California. So I it's been eating up a disproportionate amount of my time. Mm. 
and you get to say great phrases like, well, if it doesn't burn down because the fires were still interested in it. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's that one you were talking yeah, Is it the same one? Yep. Ah. But yeah, I'll make a video for this, but at least the we're going into semi-hiatus mode because I've started packing up some of the recording equipment. Streams will happen, some videos will leak out, but we're not going to do, like, and the podcast will continue in some form because I can do that just off a laptop. But, uh -huh. yeah, we're not going to be doing full drone production for a little bit now. Hmm. So, how close do you think you are to finishing that off? In theory, by the time two podcasts from now, I will in theory own a house. Nice. I will, yes, but then I have to fix that house and move into that house, which is why podcast is going on some hiatus because I... Way back then, we talked about how used to do roadie stuff. I can do stuff like home repair myself. Mm. And that requires time. I'd normally spend editing or some shit. But yeah, SWS will continue. We're going to break for a little while where content will slow down for a bit. I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but then content will come back with an added flair because... Part of the benefit of having my own place I can do stuff for the walls in and not worry about ramifications is we can set up a real studio, actually. Hmm. Yeah. That's gonna be a pretty fucking cool yeah. video, though. Yeah. My girlfriend has already informed me I'm not supposed to live in there because all my video game stuff will probably be in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I... I've been going through this weird thing lately. I've been finding out, like, what high-end games actually work on my laptop that I've been back and forth on. And, like, it runs Destiny 2 surprisingly well. Really? Yeah. I It runs World of Warcraft great. Like, half, like, not even half, like, 80% of the World of Warcraft I've played has been, like, while we've been watching some TV show or something. And I'm like, yeah, laptop runs this fine. That's, that's actually pretty good, because I know the requirements for running, like, wow, have gotten pretty steep over the years. I... So... This thing has, like, a 950 graphics card in it because I make weird choices in life. That's a pretty solid card. Yeah. I mean, I, my, my desktop is only a 780 GTX. I, so. I think I was remembering some of the specs Jeff's computer has. and My laptop is technically more powerful. Oh, wow. Yeah. Still not sure I'd recommend it, but I'm happier with it these days. Mm. Like owning a small foundation of a laptop. But, yeah, that's what I've been up to. I, The Monster Hunter World open beta is coming, and I'm really looking forward to that because the Monster Hunter closed beta, I'm like, fucking, yeah! Monster Hunter. So good. I like Monster Yeah, I, I, I've never played Monster Hunter before, so... No, you have not! We will do something with that. They are a very different game that I'm not sure you will like because you don't like Dark Souls. I like Dark Souls. I never you don't like I stamina. Like I don't mind the stamina. I got a... No. Did I ever say that? Yes. I think maybe for fighting, but not for like... Like on Legend of Zelda, I, I, don't mind, I didn't mind it for like doing stuff like running and climbing, but for fighting it may be a little annoying, but I don't think I disliked it to that level. Fair enough. Yeah, I, we'll do something with that when it, when it becomes more of a thing we can do stuff with. 
Oh, mm -hmm. I guess also I now have access to Star Citizen's 3.0 PTU, which is a beautiful, beautiful mess. <laughs> As someone who's put money into Star Citizen, be intrigued by Star Citizen. Don't put money into it. <laughs> be intrigued by it, but don't. don't. Be intrigued don't by it. it, but don't buy anything. Or do. Buy the cheap starter packets so you can experience the wonderful mess. Make your own goddamn choices. Yeah. As always, you should always make up your mind on your own. Yes. You just share opinions. We could be wrong. But, yeah. yeah. Always make up your own mind. But remember, as always, don't pre-order. Yeah, just buy into alphas, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> That's what fucking PUBG was. Yeah. But I got it cheaper than the actual cost of the game now. Yeah, no, me too. I got it then for that exact reason. I. And actually, just a little note on that. Now that it's live, I feel like it plays a lot better now. Like, they've done some pretty good optimization between when I was playing it early on and now. Like, it yeah. plays a lot smoother, which is nice. Yeah, we'll talk more about this in a little bit, I think. Um, my issue with PUBG is some other things. Mm. But yeah, it's fine. I think it, let me first. It's fine on PC. Its console version is bad. Mm. Yeah, I heard the console version got a pretty shitty review. I the we'll talk about all of this in a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I think that's it for weeks, though. If you got anything else you want to talk about before we dive into it, no, I'm I'm pretty good. I'm ready to jump down this list of All right. wonderful wall of things. So if this is your first SWS or Wicked Awesome Cast, Krampus Cast, we're going to kind of combine our news and our main topic this week into a, um, a roundup of those who have been naughty. For those unfamiliar with Krampus, the Christmas demon, he is a um, opposite of Santa. He is a goat-footed, horned, hairy demon famous for grabbing spoil the rotten children, throwing them in a, stack, in a sack, and either then cooking and eating them or beating them for being bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and he walks around with chains strapped around his arms and legs. You can hear the chains dragging. Yes. I, I personally have always been a fan of Krampus. He has had a weird resurgence in pop culture. The Krampus movie ain't terrible in some ways, but that's neither here nor there. I've in, in the true SWS spirit, though, we feel we are much more in the Krampus camp than the Santa camp. So we choose to spotlight those who have been naughty once a year on our annual Krampus cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess, uh, where do you want to kick this one off? I, the, the some let's, the, uh, let's just start. Let's just work our way down the list. Sure. I mean, uh, so I guess going right off our naughty list this year, we have... The, yeah, so... Uh, big news this year was E3 was officially open to the public, meaning you could buy a ticket and attend. Mm-hmm. It was, as many may remember, a fucking train wreck. <laughs> Mr. Alex, yeah. as an attendee of E3, would you care to go into the train wrecky portion? So, there was some... I was very much... I think they didn't really expect the amount of crowds that show up. And then just the way the general public behaves, I think, was not expected. And so it was very much a wake-up call for a lot of these people. Like, 
one of the stories I always note is the one where they would fill up the freebie bag area and like they'd put in a bunch of like collectible bags and people would just run in like roaches and just grab like five or six at a time and then leave like so if you weren't there within the first like 10 seconds you got nothing to the point where they had to have security guards stand near the freebie stations so people would grab one bag and move on yeah so, I, I think it's one of those things where kind of like it's the ESA and those who run E3 have gotten used to a certain level of professionalism that doesn't yeah. exist in the general gaming community we're kind of terrible. Yeah, I think that that's the better way to put it. Was that little like, I don't think they were ready for like what the public actually behaves like. So yeah, we're yeah we're the same group <laughs> that goes around yelling pickle Rick at McDonald's employees because we're not a Szechuan sauce. Uh we we need to add that. To that's the not list. gaming, so it doesn't belong on the list. Uh, well, it's it's the same crowd, and that was yes. cringy as fuck. Yeah, like, but I guess to jump back to E3, though, it's not just on the attendees. It also falls on the ESA for not essentially doing anything to make a ticket worth it. Like, there was no expansion. There were less booths than ever before because EA fully pulled out and other people were doing off-site shit. Like, yeah. use kind of a simplified metaphor. You had 10 shares for 100 people two years ago. You now had 10 shares for 10,000 people paid money to be there like remember most people previously went to e3 for free yeah so yeah e3 2017 getting the sack it beaten with a switch yep uh speaking of so, switches i guess no uh, oh, jump right into it <laughs> uh, i was gonna do nintendo next i thought that'd be a fun transition but yeah no that's that's, that's all a right clever so transition. <laughs> Nintendo, it's going to show up a couple times on this list. We may start bouncing around some because some of these link, but uh, uh, Nintendo discontinued the NES Classic this year, which, dumb but not worthy of this list. That is, until you fucking bring it back six months later. Yeah. That was pretty shit. <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing more to say on that. Like, it's it's one thing to discontinue a project, like, oh, it's for a limited time. It's another to them be like, oh, psych, it's coming back. Like, and then the SNES, the, the SNES Classic came out. Like, that feels like that thing just kind of, like, was like, hey, we're super into this, and now no one gives a fuck. Well, I think it's also the fact that it made it so fucking hard to find. Yeah. That people just realize it's not worth it. And they then, in that result, they stopped giving a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I remember, like, around this time last year, people were still like, oh, shit, NES Classic. And I'm like, wow, the SNES fell off radar real quick. Yeah, even with the exclusive thing with... Uh, Star Fox 2? Star Fox. I don't think people gave that much of a fuck at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I don't think people really gave much of a shit at that point. And frankly, I'm glad. <laughs> Just release the goddamn virtual console for the Switch already, and let's be done with it. Yeah. Stop jerking us around. Uh, so, yeah, the people in charge of the NES Classic getting the sacket beaten with the Switch. But, again, yep. speaking of the Switch, let's talk about the actual Switch, shall we? Yeah, let's jump into that one. That'll be fun. <laughs> you fucking put out a game without any god... You put, you put out a console without any goddamn games. 
Oh, they put it out with game. With like, game. Well, no, I mean that jerk off simulator game was pretty fun. Yeah. What was it? That like one two switch yeah. bullshit that sold at a full fucking game cost? Yep. Well, then on top of that, you have it launching without kind of some very important baseline functionality, like transferring saves. And then on top of that, you've got fucking games that are too big for the built-in basic memory. Hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I've done a full 180 on my Switch. I kind of like it nowadays. Like, my six weeks on the road with the Switch did improve my perspective on it. But at the same time, I have not touched that thing since I came back, so. Really? At all? Yeah, it's sitting in its dock. It has not moved since I came back. Like, I played Super Mario Odyssey. There is nothing of interest again on it for me. Ah. Like, it's got a better location now in my living room. It's not going to fall off my desk, the desk I used for that stuff anymore. Because it's got, like, a reserved spot now. And it's... I, it replaced my Xbox One for a um, HDMI slot, but beyond that, it's like, oh yeah, that's a thing I haven't used since I got back. Huh. Yeah. The Switch would have been fun in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, I... The Switch is great when you're on the road. I... It doesn't have a lot... Bayonetta 3 is coming for it, so I'm super excited for that, but... Yeah, well, I mean, you've got upcoming hype games coming out later on, but... I think it's yeah. the in-between that's just pretty shitty. Like, once you fit, beat, you know, was it uh, Breath of the Wild, once you beat Odyssey, it's pretty much just downtime at that oh, point. Oh, yeah, like, it, and as someone who does not like Breath of the Wild, it was like, oh, you can play Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I don't like that game. But why do you want to switch? Because I thought I might like Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I remember we, we talked about how much you didn't like it, actually. That, that came up so, a couple of times this well, year. Well, let's, let's transition to that bullshit now, too. So, like, I didn't mean to, I, this is not me saying this up. I actually, like, so, you know the Jimquisition? Uh, no. Refresh my memory. Uh, the Jimquisition is, it's a YouTube channel. It's from one of the guys that used to work. It still works for The Escapist, I think. And okay. he's known for kind of having an unpopular opinion and being a contrarian when it comes to video game stuff. He's pulled some kind of fun stunts where he had a, a Game of the Year thing where to avoid copyright claims, he put every single video that I put a clip that, that got him a copyright claim for everything he got a copyright claim for the entire year at the end of a video so no one made money off it. Like, his whole thing is no ads or, like, unbiased, uninfluenced opinion on stuff. Oh, Okay. He gave Breath of the Wild a 7 out of 10 for the same reasons I don't like that game, which are I really hate the stamina system. Yeah. People went fucking nuts because it dragged the Metacritic score down from like a 98% to a 97%, and he got DDoSed and all that kind of shit. We're just having an opinion. He didn't say the game was like a 2 out of 10. He said it was... Nothing that he said about that game, I disagree with. Maybe he's a little harsher than necessary, but did you complete playing that game, Alex? No, actually, I didn't. Did you even do one of the dungeons? Uh, I believe I did. I can't remember. But there's just so much to do, though. Like, yeah. There's a lot of side quest shit that I got 
caught in. So. And I thought it was bad side quest shit, so. Mm. Like, I I think that game ranks in the, like, good Assassin's Creed category of life. Mm. But, yeah. For all those reasons, Nintendo, you're, you made the list. You're naughty this year. Get in the sack. <laughs> I guess those fanboys as well that go along with it. I don't fucking know. Like, that, that whole thing. I, Nintendo's had a weird ass year for me. Where they, I liked Mario Odyssey. I, I didn't like Bre Bre uh, Breath of the Wild though, and felt weird for not liking it because everyone's like, "It's so good." And I'm like, "Yeah, but that stamina system. If you ignore the stamina system, you you mean an integral part of the game? If I just ignore a giant part of the game, it's an amazing game." Yeah. No. Yeah, that doesn't work. That's that's. Silly to be, think that you can ignore such an integral part of the fucking game. Well, if you just put in like 80 hours, you can fix it by getting it all the way to the fully unlocked. Yay! <laughs> that sounds bad. Alright, so pick one, introduce it. I've been doing the last couple ones. Alright, so this is one that uh, I like to talk about. We'll jump into it here. Let's go with. PUBG. Just overall. <laughs> There's so overall. many things to cover. So, let's see. With PUBG, like, okay. So, I I actually don't know if it belongs on the list as the game. I, I get the whole, you know, hackers and cheaters stuff, which is what we have it here written under. But, like, I think overall, well, actually, I take it back. So PUBG itself was kind of a breath of fresh air in the the you know the market in terms of first person shooters and not whatever but just shooters in general um, got really popular. I mean, it grew to be one of the most played games on Steam. I think currently at this point it's still at that point. Um, and so for that, it, it went well. Like it's been doing well for itself. I'm very happy that they, you know as of this podcast officially this week. They are now uh, live 1.0. Yeah, we're, we're not commenting on the quality of the game, what we're about to talk about. Yeah, but the drama involving the the Fortnite thing, yeah, I think was... You got fucking, I think is what really... Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, you got, like, you got that where they're busy... They're being... Pit, they're, they make an amazing concept. It does well for themselves. You know what happens in the video game industry? Other people copy your idea. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, never mind the fact that the people who made a copy of the game happen to be the guys who also created the fucking engine the game is on. I'm not saying so. they're not blameless. I think they're on here, too. Or maybe I left them off by accident. But, yeah, they're also shitty for doing that. But at the same time... Yeah, like, like you can be mad, I guess, if somebody else made a game like yours, but threatening to sue them because of the idea of the game was pretty fucking shit. Well, especially think, when you're a game that's an actual game based off of a mod for other fucking games. Exactly. So... You invented jack and, shit? Yeah. Like, I like having fun with it, but I, I, I couldn't give PUBG and PlayerUnknown the benefit of the doubt when it came to that whole drama with the, uh, with the whole uh, Fortnite epic issue. So for that, get in the sack. And then you've also got the whole situation of them, like, fucking releasing loot boxes for a game in beta. Yeah, well, well, 
this is gonna sound weird, but at least the stuff carried over. So sure. like, all the stuff I unlocked in the beta with that stuff did go on sure. over to live. So I'm fine with that. But imagine if it didn't. Now, if it didn't, that'd be absolute shit. I, I'm sorry. Like, if you're already accepting money for a game that's not officially done yet and might not ever get done. I, I think that, like, did that whole situation get blown out of proportion? Yeah. Was it unwarranted in its outrage? No. Like, that... Imagine, like, microtransactions in, like, the Destiny 2 beta. How you've been like, what the shit? Yeah. Well, I mean, the beta in that was also just kind of not always open or whatever. But, yeah. yeah. No, I get what you mean. Like, it's my issue with Star Citizen. You have to buy something to play it in the first place. That's weird. And then there's other microtransactions you can make, which is equally weird. Yeah. You're free beta testing for them. No, you're paying to beta test for someone at that point. Or alpha test or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... I mean, at least they carried it over. That's, that's the part that matters to me. Yeah. Like they carried I, it over, it was fine. But, yeah, if, if they had not done that, oh my god, that would have been fucking It just felt shit, shifty but. the entire time, though, too. Yeah, well, I mean, they did have the drama, I think, also with, like, them creating all these fundraising boxes. Yeah. And they're, like, they, they sh- they're sitting on X amount of dollars, and they're asking for loot boxes. I think, remember, that was a thing for a while, too, wasn't it? But that died pretty quick, I think. Yeah. I don't. So. I didn't follow that part of it as closely. It was more just like, huh, early access game with loot boxes. That's shitty. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, overall, um, I... Uh, I like the game, but yeah, it, it, yeah it's it, gotta go. Again, we're not commenting on the quality of PUBG. We both think it's a fine game. It just gets on the naughty list this year for some weird ass bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Get in the sack. <laughs> Indeed. Let's do a quick one next. Um, take two games for removing mod support from GTA 5. Why? Uh, yeah. Why? People are just going to make mods anyway. Yeah, it, like, there's still a mod yeah, community. Especially on PC. Yeah, there's <laughs> still a mod community. It never came to consoles. It was only on the PC. Like, they threatened with lawsuits. They, It was some real, like, raw, don't do this or we'll sue the crap out of you. And as best I can tell, nothing has come out of it. So, like, it's an the, the PC version is still lousy with hackers, too. So, Well, yeah, the hacking's another story, yeah. but... Yeah, removing mod support silly. I mean, look what people have done with Skyrim. Mods are wonderful. Yeah. I mean, if I want to fight a giant Shrek uh, with a lightsaber, Skyrim will make it happen. And it's because of mods, so thank you, mods. Yeah. Oh, I guess I'll jump back to the Switch for a second. Why the shit did games on the Switch cost more money than other co- platforms? I haven't bought a Switch, so I wouldn't know, but that's a real thing. That's a real thing. Games, on average, cost about five more bucks. What the fuck? And the digital copy and the physical copy also cost different prices. Uh... Sometimes. Why? Like, for reference, that's... Super, I think it's Super Meat Boy, or no, so it's Binding of Isaac for that console cost 20 bucks. It's like five bucks everywhere else. Yeah, that's, uh... 
Uh, you want to do white supremacist bullshit next, EA shit, or kind of just weird what the fuck shit? Let's do let's do uh, outrage on games regarding like what is it? Uh, Far Cry Five and Wolfenstein. Let's yeah, do that. so the white supremacist shit actually. Yeah, uh, let's do that. <laughs> all right, so these these are kind of all one in the same, and like the fact I have two items on this list that are like white supremacists are fucking pissed about something just paints a real weird picture for this year so you had all the controversy surrounding wolfenstein 2 the new colossus where it's like oh it's it's vision it's it's um vilifying nazis really yeah we've we've been doing it for how many games now yeah i mean shit call of duty's built off of killing nazis yeah we have Quentin Tarantino making a movie about killing Nazis. Yep. Like, that, that's this the is Wolf not Stein new. The franchise has always been about killing Nazis. And yeah. I, 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 on one hand, I give, I take a point away from the developers' machine games for not being like, yeah, we made this to make a point. But at the same time, their stance of, it's Nazis. No one should be upset with us making a game about how fucking shitty Nazis are. I get where they're coming from. Like, yeah, you, you raise a very fair point. No one should be upset with you for making a video game where you kill Nazis. Uh, Ever. Agreed. And while not yeah. quite as dumb and straightforward, you also then had the reaction to Far Cry 5, which is have being set in some foreign exotic locale is set in Montana and has you going up against a fundamentalist cult. Like, what the fuck? Like, again, like, it's... These are pretty cut and dry. Like, these are obviously the bad guys. They're nailing people to the ground and shit. Yeah, like... Bad guys exist outside and inside the United States, folks. Yeah. Like, it's a story. It's a goddamn game. Leave it alone. I've been to just... Montana. Some of these people exist there, actually. <laughs> well, I can't speak for that because I've never been to, uh... Montana, but yeah, yeah, like the the outrage on the fact that like, oh well, you know this this glorifies killing white folk. I'm like, well, we had no problem when we were shooting up Russians in the opening sequence of uh Call of Duty, Duty, Call yeah. Duty yeah, Call of Duty Modern Warfare at the airport. That was no two. issues with that. That was Modern Warfare but, two. Yeah, Modern Warfare two. That, is that what I said or no? Uh you said one, I think. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, no one had an issue, but now it's close to home, and now you've got an issue? Fuck off. I've been killing white people in video games for decades. Yeah. I get it, Wait. it's Montana, and it's a, it's like, oh, this is a real things. So were lots of things in video games. Yeah, like, it's not like, oh, I just got done beating Far Cry 5. Time to go to Montana and pick it up a notch and do it in real life. No, not how it works. Yeah. Stupids. So, I think in that sense... The naughty list uh, would be the people who were upset about it. Yeah. The sack. Don't buy the game. That's fine. But don't yeah. get butthurt when they stick a stance of, like, Nazis are bad. Well, actually, no! Nazis are bad! Yeah. Beginning and end of argument. There is no argument. It's a fact. <laughs> Nazis equal bad. Math. Uh, uh, yeah, I, 
I'm trying to remember. Did the did the developers stand down on this? No, thing, they were like, or? what? Both of them, like, in the case of um, Far Cry 5, I don't trust Ubisoft to handle a complicated topic with the reverence and kind of, well, not Ubisoftness it deserves. But the guys at Machine Games and I knew Colossus, like, were very public about it's a game about killing Nazis. There isn't some moral ambiguity here. Yeah. Well, good. So, yeah. developers, you're fine. Uh, everyone else, get the sack. Yeah, well, it, if you were upset about it, yeah. get the sack. Yeah. I... Another quickie, I guess. Um, I'm upset at my... I think Microsoft makes this list for the Xbox One X. There's nothing in theory okay. wrong with the Xbox One X. It's the fact that the uh, in, in a year devoid of major releases for Microsoft, where you have Cuphead and Forza as like the only fucking games you get, and Forza makes this list in a separate area, you have Microsoft with the audacity to go, hey, we're releasing a new goddamn console with no reason to buy it except it's more powerful. I don't know about that one. I, I I might have to disagree with you on this one. There are no fucking games that justify buying the Xbox One X. Yeah, but if you want a more powerful console, it's there. And Forza technically is the one game you would want to get it for. That came out... Yeah, I guess. But see, but see the diff I, I, I mean, you almost want to pair it up in the same way as the Switch. But, like, I the thing is, like, I can still go back and play all my old games. Just yeah, fine I think they're still guilty of the same crime, though, too. Like, don't fucking release new hardware in a year where you put out, like, two games. Uh, I, I don't know. I I don't think I can... I, I, I can't... I, mm. I'm going to have to say, no, I don't think they need to be on the list. Uh, it, it, it's a hardware upgrade. i got to disagree with you on this one. Sorry. I, I think Norm it's shitty. Normally, but... I mean, if, if I was going to throw them in the, the, in, the, uh, in the sack and say they're in on the naughty list for any reason, it'd be going away from fucking calling their console Scorpio and calling it the Xbox One X. That was stupid. Yeah. Like, that whole confusion, I think, is also probably why I put it on here. I, the Xbox One X genuinely upsets me. It's like... It by itself is fine, but in a year where Microsoft has done essentially nothing except put out another iteration and ongoing franchise, and not even an iteration that was just like that iteration landed badly. It had lots of backlash. It had shitty loot box mechanics. It's not even viewed as the <sighs> best one in that franchise. And then the other thing mm -hmm. is Cuphead, a wonderful, fantastic game, do you mind you, but has no reason for 4K whatsoever. In fact, 4K might make it worse. Mm -hmm. I give me a like in some dumb infinitesimal justify this console like do something. Oh, I mean it's it's a it's a power upgrade. That's the only thing. It yeah, is. a power upgrade I mean, for what though? Like at the same time, you're putting this thing out. You're pushing. Hey, all our first party games are coming to the PC. They're literally taking reasons away from why you would buy this shit. Well, I don't know. Like, like I said, I, just, I don't think it warrants the 
that the only thing it's I said not, I would want to. It's far from the worst defender on this list. Yeah, I, I still I think, think so. it deserves some shit. Yeah, no, I, uh, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'll, I'll throw it in the sack just for the name confusion. Sure. I think that's the biggest crime it has. This Fair. Year, I'll, I'll concede like. to that so long as we wind up saying it, it makes the sack. It makes the sack just because I, of the shitty name. However, change. it gets I, I, there, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I really wish they would have kept the Scorpio name. It was so cool sounding. And the meme potential with using Hank Scorpio from The Simpsons would have been fucking great. Sure, whatever makes it up on the naughty list. I don't really care how it gets there. (laughs) It's definitely not the worst thing on this. I did not expect there to be this much conversation on this one in all honesty. Um, (laughs) All right, so pick another one. I've done the last couple few. Um, Let's go... Hmm, let's combine, let's do Mass Effect and Star Wars Battlefront 2. So, I, Star Wars Battlefront 2 can't be combined with anything. Like, we can talk about EA and finish with Star Wars Battlefront 2 if you want. I want to save that for the end, because it's more towards the end. Sure. Let's, let's, do, let's do Mass Effect, let's just get Mass Effect off the Yeah, list. sure. So, Mass Effect. Was bad. Andromeda. Was bad. Fucking bad. Like and being bad is not a reason to be on this list. Being bad in that way, though, where like you're releasing updates that fix graphical issues. Well, that's how you make the list. Let me add to that: releasing patches for graphical updates when you're a triple A title game is fucking bad. That do fundamentally fix parts of that game too. Yeah, like, and then, like, uh, it, Mass Effect just is a shit game overall. No, the whole experience, I, it's, I, it's not that bad. I can't believe I'm defending Mass Effect Andromeda. It's air quotations. The game itself is fine. The bullshit mm. that surrounds it's what brings it onto this list. Like, I will go so far as to say that game does not... When it's working correctly, and that's why it's on the list, the when it's working correctly part of this conversation. When it's working correctly, it plays as well as any Mass Effect game ever has. It's just not a good Mass Effect game. And again, being a bad game is not a reason to be on this list. Bad games happen. Mm -hmm. We have a whole part of Game of the Year for that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I... I, I think it was just the way it was handled overall. Yeah, no, I, I completely like, agree. Like, I, I'm sure it has a great story. I haven't played it. it, I, it I, frankly, I don't care to. No, to be honest. Yeah, it's... As someone who loves Mass Effect, I felt like... The things I like about Mass Effect are there. The issue is there's lots of, like, game... It, it's got so many game-breaking glitches. It's got, like, skin masks disattaching from mesh. It's got, like random T poses like the level of technical mess that that game is is yeah. why it makes this list like the mass effecty part of that games are not the best mass effecty parts but it's got krogan and that's kind of all it has to do to be a mass effect game like it it's a bad game don't get me wrong but it's not that's a bad game that's the problem it's a like technically flawed nightmare Mm-hmm. that should have been delayed or not put out. Like, the, the fact it was put out and, like, it was that kind of fucked up is why it's here. Yeah. 
And combined, I, I mean, combined with the fact that, like, th that game came out this year, and they're already officially ending any kind of support and updates for that game before yeah. the year was over. Like, they yes. announced that a few months after. That, which, by the way, is a shit move as well. Because they had, they had said I, earlier... I, I think it's the biggest crime that thing committed, but it's, it's definitely not great, especially when people like me expect at least two or three pieces of DLC for it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think that whole game was just handled like shit. And frankly, oh, no, I don't feel bad about it at all. It's handling is why it's here. <laughs> yep. So, <clears throat> for that reason, you're naughty getting sack. Yeah. This one hits a little close to home for me. It saddens me. Um, Persona 5, the fact they were threatening to, like, um, copyright claim strike people and a variety of other dumb shit for streaming past a certain part of the game is just bullshit. Don't do that. I, there's not much to say beyond that. Just don't fucking do that shitty behavior and makes your yeah. game look bad as a result. Yeah, I love Persona like, 5. Like, it's the rule of the internet with anything. If you're going to tune into something, you have to understand spoilers can pop out anywhere. Yeah. That's why you don't go on the internet when a new episode of Game of Thrones or Walking Dead or any of those popular shows goes on the air. You don't you do not do that because you can ruin it for yourself. You don't go on the internet when Star Wars is about to come out and you sure as shit don't go to a stream about Persona 5, a story-based game, and expect not to get spoilers. Yeah, and if the company and, does something, it's stupid. Like, and at the no, same time, it. Atlas's stance of, oh, this will affect sales, quite the opposite. They have... Uh, a lot of data exists that shows people that watch streams actually are more likely to buy a game they might not normally get because mm -hmm. of exposure to it via media. So like, oh, I actually want to play it. That looks interesting, or that looks different. Like, especially in a story-driven game like that where there's lots of branching paths you could take. Like, my version, like, we talked about this in the kind of the Persona 5 spoiler cast with Jeff. My version of Persona 5 was drastically different than Jeff's version of Persona 5. Mm-hmm. It covered the same major story arc, but, like, we had different games. We experienced different stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Do I cover kind of media bullshit now, I guess? Because there's a couple ones that kind of roll up into one thing. Hmm. Well, we did already touch on that part for media, so let's let's do, um... Hmm. That's a good one. Let, let's do, uh, let's do... I don't know. I don't... What do we got left? Yeah, let's do the media one. Might as well. Okay, right, so... so what is it? We're going to run with a review of an alpha or beta? We're going to run with let's that? Let's start with that, yeah. So, I, I maybe it's because I've been playing some games that are in alpha and kind of betas more frequently lately. Maybe it's time to become more aware of it. I, I don't know why this bugs me so much, but anyone fucking posting a review of an alpha or a beta, go suck a dick. Like, it's in infuriating to me that people do that. Ah, uh, you know what? I, I may have to do, disagree with you on this one. And, and, and then so let me, let me put conditions on this. If you put up a review for an alpha and a beta and make your entire conclusion on the game itself based off of that beta and alpha and say, don't buy this game, period, because they're not going to change it, I think that's a dick move and you should, you know, that's guilty. Naughty for sure. But... If you put up, like, a review just to give people impressions based off of where the game is currently at, and then obviously add the disclaimer, hey, this is a beta, things can and will probably change, then I don't have necessarily a big deal with it. I think giving impressions is fine, but I, I equate this to, like, 
What if you remove a reviewed a movie halfway through? That's what reviewing an alpha or a beta is like. Like it's fine to talk about them. We do that all the goddamn time on this podcast. But yeah. like calling it a review makes it something different. Yeah, I you know what? I guess if you want to use review in that sense, yeah, I'll agree with you there. But like I'm okay with impressions. Like you want to post your opinion on impressions and this and that? That's totally fine. I yeah. mean, you people people have a right to know. Fucking talk and, about games. Yeah. Do it. But but yeah, not not um not basing it off entirely just the beta. Like like I didn't judge Star Wars Battlefront off the beta alone. Like I said, like I mean the beta was all right. I didn't have a big deal with it, but like the more and more news that came out about the shit surrounding Battlefront 2 was where I was like I'm not going to do it. Not to mention my previous experience with the first Battlefront. Yeah. But again, my stuff was never a review. It was, you know, impression and based off of that the news is what made me not buy it and to this day i have not bought the game yeah so but yeah no if you put your review as cold hard fact that that's it it's not gonna change then no that's kind of a dick move and i'll agree with you that's naughty and what do we do with people who are naughty put them in the sack put them in the sack so and i guess kind of building off this and i'm gonna use PUBG as the example but at the same time it's not I'm not picking on PUBG with this. It's just the best example. I this year has given rise to a weird trend of people making tens of hundreds of hours of content off a game that's not out yet and then having the audacity to post a review of some kind after it officially comes out. Uh-huh. I PUBG is the kind of most prevalent one of this like it's the you got Polygon, you got Kotaku, you got a giant bomb out there that have like ongoing series built around weekly, if not daily, PUBG streams. Have merchandise based around it. Like it's it's a real thing. PUBG is a very real thing in modern gaming culture. Mm-hmm. But I think once you've made money off of the kind of lead up to it, I think reviewing it's a super shitty thing because. You're not impartial at that point. Like, your experience is colored by, like, hundreds of hours, potentially, of playing a game. And the version you're playing at review will be better than the version you started playing at beta. I guarantee it. Time has passed. Things have improved. They fixed shit. Yeah. Like, just to just really quick jump on that. Like, I played PUBG a few weeks before I went on vacation to Mexico for the wedding. I came back and played it to get today. And it's very much a very, like, it feels like there was a big upgrade and change between the last few weeks. Like, dramatic. The entire UI to start with is completely different now. Um, they've changed a lot of the skins and stuff like that. So, it is very much a, a big change. So Yeah, so just, and, and imagine, like, if you were writing a review, like, all the positive things that change will color your opinion. You're no longer capable of being subjective because you remember what it was like. Like, it's... The, the majority of reviews are like, oh, the game is a buggy masterpiece. I'm like, no, you've just played a hundred hours of it, so you're used to its quirks. There's still some shit in that game that's not totally acceptable. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, for people who've been playing it for a while, yes, there are issues that are blatantly obvious with the game. Uh, you know, despite the performance issues and all that stuff, like, there's stuff that's there. So... I can see where you're coming from with that. Yeah. Um, so I I, 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 I get it. I, I was kind of wondering where you were going to go with it, but I, I, I kind of see what you're referring to. 
Yeah. Again, like you're, you're free to have opinions. I just, it, I think it's in really bad taste where if you've made money off of kind of an ongoing segment of a game to then post a review, like it's, it's kind of like that whole um, when Rooster Teeth got mad or started attacking Giant Bomb for giving Fallout Four a, a not perfect score, and they're sitting there fucking wearing the like um, Pip Boy things in their video doing this. It's like. You, you've completely drained any credibility you have in this situation because you're just looking like a shill right now. Yeah. You're literally wearing something you got sent for free and did fucking promotional ad campaign stuff for. Fuck you. Yeah. But, you know, I'm actually going to ride that train right now and i'm gonna tie this part right now into uh what i felt kind of happened with the or what a lot of people said had happened with uh what was it marvel versus capcom infinite and like the supposed shilling that happened with that sure like i don't know I, yeah so there's a lot of the guys who are pretty common fgc players uh big marvel guys you know you got your justin wong filipino champ uh who was it else uh, a lot of those guys so, it just kind of, like, for a lot of while, a lot of people really much felt like it was very much like a shill-esque environment going around there because all these guys have the end with one of the guys working on the game who would be uh, Combo Fiend, who uh, was a professional player but moved on to actually work for Capcom. Uh, so he worked with Street Fighter V, and Street Fighter V got some shit as well for their drama with not releasing a complete game, so to speak. Uh, but that's a whole other thing, but... There was a lot of like drama surrounding the shilling of Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite because early stages of that game looked like shit. Like the the textures for the model or the models for those characters looked like like for at least for the Capcom side, some of those guys look like garbage. Chun Li, yeah, and I, I think was there's a certain level, of, but thing. that's also putting the beta before the actual release of the game. Like, yeah, they fixed a bunch of that. It wasn't perfect at release, but yeah, no, they definitely fixed that. Like, actually, I will. I will change my opinion and say, like, actually having the chance to watch some of that stuff was actually all right for where it's at now. So yeah. I, I will, I will openly admit that I, I was, I was incorrect on my, on, you know, basing the whole thing on the just the shilling and the kind of the whole feel about it. I will, I had a bias because I was kind of hurt about some of the stuff with Street Fighter Five and some of the shit that went on with that. But that's a well, whole so, other and story. I, I guess to kind of take what you were going for initially and expand into a larger topic. This year especially has seen a kind of weird spike in the divide between what I'm going to call professional gamers and average gamers. I mean professional gamers like fucking Destiny YouTubers or people in the FGC or people that play competitive Counter-Strike or something like that. These are people that get paid to play video games in some ways. And the divide has never been larger in some ways. You now have people that are trying to make a living because they've They've become famous off a game that maybe they can't make money off of anymore. Mm-hmm. Like what? What Combo Fiend cares about, and not Combo Fiend, but someone else who cares about fighting games has a very different perspective than what, oh, say you care about in fighting games. Like you care if it's fun; they care about what the frame data is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's been a year of like the last couple months have been last month specifically, has been fucking Destiny streamers or YouTubers who can't make money anymore off Destiny 2 because it's way too shallow for them to keep cranking out the content that let them sustain themselves, which it sucks, 
but they're now realizing, oh shit, no one likes our stuff except for the Destiny things. So now they're take they're going the opposite where it's bitching about the lack of Destiny stuff. It's like you're playing ten hours a day of this. Shut up. <laughs> this is not a, you're a, you are so far removed from what a normal gamer is in this case that your your opinion is valid. And don't get me wrong, I wish Destiny Two was better, like you do. But maybe your opinion doesn't speak for the rest of us anymore. And the fact that you're losing this kind of dream job because, hey, no one likes the rest of your content. We're just used to coming to you for one specific thing. Sorry, but not really sorry about that. You failed to capitalize when you had a chance. Mm -hmm. You pigeonholed yourself. Normal industries die by that measure all the goddamn time. Hope you managed your money correctly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... What'd you even call that? Kind of like professional media of games? Like, people that are paid to play video games? Like that whole kind of weird mess... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I just call them streamers. Yeah. Content I mean, essentially, that's kind of what we were hoping to do down the line with, like, SWS, yeah. is that it becomes self-sustaining, you know? Yeah, and, I, and it's, it's not me begrudging them for doing that. It's the people that feel betrayed that one game. Like, a lot of people were backing on Destiny 2 keeping their channels going. We don't play one game for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, because if that game starts to die off, yeah. you want to you want to follow the trends, and so, you know, that's why you had a lot of guys switching over to do PUBG, and whenever other stuff is popular, they switch over to that. Yeah. Like that's 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 a thing. Like it's called adapting, yeah. But you have people like yeah. NATO does Destiny that like their entire channel is built around Destiny, and when they ever they do try to do something else, they get slivers of the same views because they only do Destiny well. I mean, and it's not unique to Destiny, too. Like, it's... Wow is a special case where that game is forever kind of thing. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, there are content creators who specialize in only WoW. Yeah. But, like, they also dabble in other stuff as well, but they seem to do it a lot more successfully. Like, yeah. Trade Chat, for example, will dabble in other Blizzard, you know, franchises. That's not WoW, but it works for her. Like, it, she, she pulls it off well. But yeah, It's, like, it's you know, Blizzard stuff at that point. She's going after a larger yeah. group, which is Blizzard fans, which is yeah. more than just wow people. Exactly. I, again, going so back to my point of, out. like, stop fucking bitching when the thing you built your house on turns out to be sand. Yeah. Fair enough. You short-sighted idiots. <laughs> like, eventually PUBG will no longer be the big thing, and the people that have made their name on PUBG will either have to figure out how to make, keep making money off PUBG... Or figure out if they can be successful on a different video game. Mm -hmm. That might not be the case. <laughs> well, yeah, some content creators were able to pull it off, but one in particular is kind of in hot water on his own for other things, but I'm sure you heard Fucking about that. Fucking PewDiePie, I, man. Well, I actually wasn't thinking PewDiePie, but sure, let's jump into that one. What were you going for? Uh, Dr. Disrespect? Yeah, what the fuck's up with him? I... I thought that was kind of a self-inflicted knife wound, it seems. Yeah, uh, he pretty much just kind of decided that he 
needed some time, and he explained why, and it was very much like, well, you know what I'm referring to. Recently, he went off character, went on the stream, and basically admitted that he cheated on his wife. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of also created a very big, interesting divide in his, like, following, but uh, that aside from that, I'm, I'm referring to the fact that he's kind of built around PUBG, but he's also kind of dabbled in other games as well, so. Yeah, I... That whole scenario felt weird to me, where it's like, that's a very not-stream-life thing to bring up on your stream. Yeah. But who knows, maybe he felt guilty and just needed to put it in the air and I guess. show that he's trying to reconcile. That's my guess. Yeah, that, that whole thing, I'm like, what the shit? Why would you announce this on stream? Like, huh? Yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> these people that aren't was... your friends they're your viewers yeah well it, it, it goes back to that whole thing like some people become their personality on YouTube yeah. or Twitch and all that like that's who they are which is kind of interesting because like you I was it um it's funny I was just listening to something about this recently where somebody was talking about like was it Soda Poppin he's a pretty popular streamer he used to do WoW does a lot of Hearthstone and other stuff now um He's been, apparently, like, there's stuff going around where, he, like, people in his his real-life friends are like, dude, stop acting like Soda Pop in the Persona, because they become their Persona, so to speak. Yeah, I think so. it more, I think the difference there is, like, we play it up some for the podcast and the YouTube channel and stuff like that, but we're not, like, we're not trying to put on a character. We are who we are. We just kind of exaggerate some parts of it, but at the same time... I don't think any of us have, at least to this point, said something or done something for our content that, like, like, nah, I would do that if there weren't consequences. Yeah. Yeah, I I'll don't know. Up my his primes. thing was a little weird. His, his is a little bit weird, but yeah. on the topic of, you know, drama and streamers, we'll jump right back into the name you mentioned earlier. Fucking PewDiePie. PewDiePie. Yep. Ruining YouTube for the rest of us. Literally. Thanks, PewDiePie. Thanks, fucker. <laughs> How bad do you have to fuck up that you managed to kind of... It's not just him, but kind of it also kind of is him that you managed to single-handedly change how ad revenue, commercials... Like, he single-handedly and with, like, a very minimal amount of effort quite literally changed the way YouTube monetization works. Mm-hmm. And then was kind of insincerely apologetic about it. I. What he, the? He's been a fucking yeah. mess. Yeah. And, all that other shit, and obviously his his use of uh, language he shouldn't be fucking saying. Like, I don't know. He he's kind of a weird mixed bag. I don't know what the hell's going on with him. I haven't heard anything about him in a while, but at the same time, like, the damage is done. He literally yeah. he kind of single-handedly accidentally led to a bunch of, like, our stuff now gets hit where it's, because it's video games, we have issues with monetizing stuff now. If like, a, I can't monetize half our MGS videos anymore. Wow. And we're a small-ass channel. I don't think it's I don't think it's just him. I, the, the whole YouTube apocalypse thing was a whole nother. I, I mean, I don't think it's just him in that sense. That was whole. That was all of YouTube and all the crazy shit going on with that. 
I, he was responsible for it though, because it was the whole New York Times article that was like, "Hey, Coke, are you aware that your video, that your ads, playing before this shit?" Yeah. Well, didn't the ads all stuff our start stuff is bad for questionable content? It's like what content? Oh, it's MGS. Yeah, we have guns in that, I guess. Yeah, but that 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 was part of. I mean, he's part of it. I don't think that was the only like factor. I think there was a lot of things leading up to that. It feels like. Not to say he's not guilty of it. He's absolutely guilty of it. Um, and he should go in the sack. But, I mean, there there was a whole splattering of things that kind of led up to that whole thing as well. So, I mean, the apocalypse stuff had happened for, a, like, a bit now. I mean, I'm sure that was one of, like, the catalyst points. But it can, it's been continuing on even now. Because you have stuff like Casey Neistat, who... Did you know created a video and I was looking it up just to make sure because I was it, it wasn't the hurricane it was actually right after the Las Vegas shooting which was a big thing obviously in our country but um there was a thing where he made a video and he was gonna take a hundred percent of the ad revenue from his video because that dude gets millions of hits on every video he puts up plus any other money he raised through links or whatever was gonna donate a hundred percent towards a, a Las Vegas charity for that whole thing and he got immediately demonetized. Because um, they even tweeted at him because he had said, hey, you know, what's it called? The AdSense is going, you know, where all the AdSense is going to charity. It says not suitable for advertisers. Something that's like, hey, I'm supporting, you know, this event and, like, trying to raise money. YouTube said, no, sorry, but, like, you know, our policy is not to run ads on videos about tragedies. In that same, like, tone, Jimmy Kimmel had a video about the Las Vegas shooting, and he had ads on his video, no problem. Were his embedded, though, or were they YouTube ads? No, they were YouTube ads. There was yeah. a whole thing about that. Um, I know Philip DeFranco did a good video about that. So did H3, uh, talking about YouTube's hypocrisy in that sense. And I guess they had said that because the way, I guess, Jimmy Kimmel's channel handles ads in terms of uh, they buy, like, prepackaged ad things or whatever for their stuff, it's handled differently. But, like, their policy saying it's across the board, no one should be able to, was kind of it's another issue that happened with the whole adpocalypse. That YouTube, I think, should actually go on this list as well. I don't, I don't think we added them on there, but the whole YouTube adpocalypse and all the shit that's been going on with that and the yeah. way they've handled their policy on things has not been consistent and it's been really oh, shitty. It's been a fucking mess. Yeah. So I think I, I personally I think they're probably one of the biggest like biggest naughty people that should be on this list and they should definitely get in the sack. Yeah, again, they're not directly gaming related, but yeah, they're they're related enough, I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, even now, I think hell, the the naughty list stuff that goes on with them is ongoing with them as far yeah, as I'm concerned. It's, and it's showing no signs of fixing itself. Like it's still shitty. Yeah. So, uh but yeah, would I say that PewDiePie was very much a like catalyst and bringing it to like main attention like media attention yes i would absolutely agree i'd go so far as that he picked off the adpocalypse mm, he predates the whole that. vegas stuff like literally the adpocalypse was started by that times article where it was like hey um you're aware what your ads go in front of right and that's what caused the ad pulling and that's what caused a bunch of demonetizations to happen because a lot of people were like hey um we're not putting something for call of duty why it's violent, and we're just not doing video games anymore. That's, uh, it, uh, it, it's most definitely, uh, sorry, it's most definitely YouTube's fault in some ways, but PewDiePie is definitely what kicked that whole train wreck off. Yeah. 
I mean, I think it's hypocritical, to be honest with you. Uh, especially with advertisers, because they have no problem advertising for MMA or boxing yeah. events. And they literally beat the shit out of each other. Like, that's, there's no, like, yeah, if and then around it. Guns it's are real different, people. man. And, like, the reality is there are certain rules about what you will and won't show in an MMA fight, too. Like, again, we've talked about this, and let's not rehash our whole, like, why is this okay in a fight scene and what's not okay in a fight scene stuff. It's a gamble. Like, it's the, yeah, shit happens in MMA. But, like, the PewDiePie stuff wasn't over violence. It was over language. Like, it was well, yeah, over racism. Was yeah, his was language. But, like, again, I, 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 well, we won't, I know we won't rehash into it, but, I, I mean, I personally think a little side shout-out in terms of Naughty List would be some of these advertisers because yeah. they're up, they'll, they're, they'll say you can't do it for Call of Duty, which obviously affects a lot of content creators because a lot of guys who do their whole thing is Call of Duty but have no problem with, like, oh, hey, here's my Pepsi can in a movie. With Jean-Claude Van Damme, or in all the old uh, old timers, action stars blowing shit up. Like, it's, I, I, we won't go into it because I I've got a whole another thing to call it on that. But yeah, I, the Apocalypse, PewDiePie, I'll agree with you on that one. Yeah. And hopefully, sometime in 2018, YouTube gets their shit together. They're not going to. They they have no reason to. Hmm. Well. When advertisers keep pulling out, we'll see. Yeah, but that's... I, they're only pulling out on the video game stuff. Like, the ads are back. It just affects, like... It, it affects the kind of more controversial... Maybe controversial is the wrong word, but, like, risky content creators. Like, the video game stuff, it's a large part of YouTube. But it's not the largest. I, I have a feeling once esports stuff becomes more and more popular and mainstream, that will change. Maybe. That that's my theory on this, but you know, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah, all the stuff we just talked about. Sack, get in it. I, I too many things to summarize into one thing. All of you, get in the sack now. Yeah. Another quick one, I guess. Um Marvel Heroes, uh, the way you handled that whole shutdown was shitty. Nothing more complicated about that. Like, you, you say you got a shutdown date, you close, what was it, like a month early? You keep, it, Yeah, you stop selling stuff in-game, which is great, but at the same time, like, you just fucking launched on consoles. Why? Wait, they, they, they stopped an, a month early? Yeah. I don't remember that, but yeah, definitely fucking guilty. Fuck them. Yeah. Ew. Well, that that was easy. <laughs> yeah, I, like I said, pretty straightforward <laughs> one. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I, I guess that brings us to a kind of our more nuancey ones. Um. I think this one's a little bit sad for both uh, me and Alex to throw on the pile here, but um, fucking Destiny Two. Damn you, fucking Destiny. Bungie, with your XP throttling, your loot crate incentivizing, your lack of transparency despite acting like you're being transparent your lies your bullshit your bullshit that inspired other fucking shit on this list that was equally heinous in its own special way yeah i don't know i don't know if it inspired it but it was definitely part of the problem yeah i think i personally i think battlefront brought it to light a lot more than destiny 2 did uh, and don't i just wrong. destiny 2 got caught. we will get to battlefront but Battlefront wasn't lying about how the XP system worked. Yeah, that's true. 
And then, like, kind of just their whole, like, nonchalant, well, we'll fix the glitch later. Yeah. Like, that whole thing is kind of... Yeah, it's the XP lying thing. It's the fact that they had an XP system built in that that, that was literally lying to you in-game in a small and desperate attempt to incentivize the purchase of loot boxes. And then on the heels of this controversy, launch an in-game event all about incentivizing you to spend money on loot boxes. Is that what the uh, the dawning? That's event what is right the now? dawning fucking is. It's almost it's, it's got a lot of Tess Everest stuff, which is the microtransaction part of that game. Seriously, primarily that. Like almost all the rewards for it come from her. Technically, oh. everything in the game, technically everything in the dawning goes through Tess. Wow. I got lucky that I got like the super sparrow, or I got one of the two exotic sparrows right off the bat, but. Yeah, all the stuff in the dawning essentially comes from her. There's a couple like side quests. There are some quests you can do that have nothing to do with Tess, but they reward you with items from Tess. Wow. Yeah. Uh, see, I haven't jumped into Destiny 2 since I got back from Mexico, but. I would recommend a. maybe playing something else for a little while. Like, I. Not to, like, this is not judgment of quality of stuff, but like fucking uh, Wrath of Osiris was bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Wrath of Osiris. I heard the drama about that. And... I on one hand, that's YouTube. That's, that's Destiny streamers and YouTubers being shitty people. At the same time, it's like, yeah, this was some Destiny one ass expansion that you could do the entire new campaign in an hour or two. We did it all in one fucking stream. Yeah, <laughs> that's not so. That, that's not a surprise to me as a veteran Destiny player, but at the same time, like it still sucks. Oh no, of course. But yeah, that's that's kind of shit. Uh... Yeah, Bungie Destiny two get in the sack. I'm just surprised they didn't learn their lesson. With, that is like, a larger conversation shit... for game of the year fighting because I, I think so, as a yeah. destiny one player some of the shit in destiny two is absolutely baffling like i don't know how they're making some of the same mistakes that they literally had to fix in a giant chunk of dlc like it's like the team that made destiny two didn't talk to the day- game the team that made destiny one <laughs> I, I do not. That's that a way larger conversation than is appropriate to have right here and right now as part of the Krampus cast thing. Like that's that is some like what is the like that whole topic puts Destiny like in the running for most disappointment slash worst game of the year in my book. Like just some of that shit. I'm inclined to agree with you on that one. There there are worse games, but it, it gets high on that list than it should. Especially yeah. with how strong Destiny 1 ended, but spoilers, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, th- that'll be a conversation for Game of the Year yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, definitely. Okay, okay, time to rip the Band-Aid off. Fucking loot boxes. Yep, that's it. That's the big one. I think that's probably the biggest one. No, the biggest so one is just recent. Battlefront overall, but... Yeah, fair enough. I mean... Loot boxes. When you have something in your game 
or just in general the loot boxes that now is bringing up legal discussions in countries like Belgium. When you now... fuck up so badly, you inspire the governor or like the senator of Hawaii to start drafting legislation to address an issue in the gaming industry. <laughs> yep. That's that's that you know you fucked up at that point. Like, what the fuck were you thinking, EA? Like, seriously. I mean, and, and loot, loot boxes have been kind of a picky, like, thing for a while. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm okay. okay just, just disclosure. I'm okay with loot boxes. Me too. As long as they don't, like, affect actual gameplay. There, there are ways to do loot boxes. Like, I don't totally think Overwatch doesn't do some scummy shit, but... It's all cosmetic stuff. They ultimately don't fucking matter. Yeah. Like, or if you're going to make loot boxes where it improves your character, at least make it so that you can unlock that stuff normally, I guess? Like, without having to... Like, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm treading on weird waters. I, I, I think I'm totally comfortable just with loot boxes, all cosmetic. Like, I'm willing to pay for cosmetics. That's fine. I've got no problem with that. Like, with Smite. When I used to play Smite, I used to put money down on gems for that because I love buying the skins. I like having the different skins for the characters I played. Yeah. I'm I, totally okay with that. I have but, nothing against... So, and, and let me kind of maybe try and put the issue of loot boxes into a more succinct issue because we've kind of been dancing around it some. Loot boxes are fine. In-game microtransactions are fine whether they be cosmetic or even certain items I'm okay with, a la Warframe or something. When it's not okay is when you've designed a section or the overall flow of your game to incentivize the acquiring of loot boxes. And that's where kind of, like, fucking Shadow of War, a game that should have had no, a, a game about killing orcs, a single-player game, about killing orcs had fucking loot boxes that for the majority of the game didn't matter until you got to kind of the final chapter where you were building up a super army and the mm -hmm. the game was almost engineered in some ways to encourage you to invest money because the process to acquire kind of elite orcs fucking sucks it's tedious it's grindy it's unpleasant and you hit the start menu of that game and it goes hey you want to buy some orcs? Yeah, that's pretty shit. That's like, what we're talking about. I have like, no issue with in-game rewards that even affect gameplay to a certain extent. It's when you build systems into the game or, like, a part of the game is designed around incentivizing that shit. Yeah, I, I will agree with you on that. Like, like I said, no problem with cosmetic, but, like... Especially with Battlefront, if your whole gameplay and character improvement system is also tied to those loot boxes, it ruins the experience overall. Because it literally means one person who got really good fucking RNG is now going to be way fucking better than you. Not necessarily skill-based, but because that one item is so much better. And you lock people behind progression through random chance. Like, if I'm going to level up a character and grind it out, I want to be able to see an improvement on my character. I don't want to grind something for a chance at my character getting better. Like, that's that's stupid. Like, it's like, uh, the equivalent would be like, I'm going to go to the gym and lift some weights. 
and then maybe I'll get stronger. Like, I'm not taking a chance lifting weights every time. No, you're going to want to see some results. Linear progression is good. Yes. Like, I don't mind grind quests. Like, I, I'm not that, you know. I don't I mean, mind grinding for extent. loot so long as the loot is worthwhile. Yeah. That, that's, a good, that's a good way to yeah. put it. But yeah, no, but yeah. And then, like. Just the, the whole way that was handled was absolute fucking hot garbage. And it, I genuinely, it was trying to write the, the coattails of it being the Star Wars franchise. And it just backfired so bad because I don't think, I think I saw more stories about loot boxes than the actual game itself. I, yeah, Shadow of Mordor, the reviews didn't matter. It was so how scummy them loot boxes. That is right? all anyone cared about. That yeah. is the story of that game. Yeah, and it just kind of, it, 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 I like that it happened, just because it's bringing to light that there's there's some shitty practices with some of this stuff, you know, like, I like again, not not don't mind loot boxes if it's cosmetic, totally fine, but yeah, the way this was handled is a shit show, and I'm glad now that we're taking steps, like in law and like actual. Practice. I want law far away from video games. Uh, maybe. Do you I'll really want the government telling you what is and isn't okay in a video game? The government already does that with the rating. No, that's not like government that. issued. That is to stop the government from intervening. Ah, the, e okay. the ESRB is a self-regulating byproduct of the ESA and is designed to stop the government from regulating video games. Hmm. Uh, on one hand, yeah, we're at a point where maybe there should be something that works on this. But, like, think about how fucked we are that we're at a point where we want kind of a weird body of people that don't understand the media to say, no, this isn't okay anymore. Well, I, I think when it comes to stuff like the loot boxes and the chances and stuff, I'm okay with that. Classified as gambling. It, yeah, that, that, that's... That, yeah, that stuff, I'm totally okay. There should be regulation for gambling. Because you don't want kids getting, like, addicted to gambling and that becomes a whole nother monster. I'm okay with the government intervening with that. Yep. My issue would be if the government starts censoring the art and the stuff behind the game. Yeah, and that's, that's, where, that's, that's why where the I SRB exists. That, that, that's, that, that's, yeah. the, that's the fear I have where it's like, okay, it's a slippery slope from this is gambling, stop it, to, yeah, we don't want Grand Theft Auto 6. Yeah, no, that's... That's totally different, and I will I will fight up for that one. I but. remember Jack Thompson. Yeah, oh, Jack Thompson's a piece of shit. So, fuck him, and fuck the horse he rode in on. But, but yeah, yeah, fucking loot boxes. So egregious this year, you have U.S. government people being like, oh, maybe I could run for office on this shit. Yeah, and I mean, there are other bodies of government who have already taken charge on that stuff. Like, for example, when I think it's in China... You have to release the percentage chances on everything. Yeah, and there's ways around so that. But yes, I, I think that's a good practice. Yeah. Like, for, for stuff that borders on gambling, which is already a regulated industry, I think there should be some intervention. But, again, we're, we're talking, I think at this point, we're talking the schematics and logistics of that. But I yeah. think if they're naughty, yes. Absolutely fucking naughty. Absolutely. Absolutely one of the, probably one of the worst offenders of this entire fucking year. Loot boxes. Yes. <laughs> I, so this is one I just find funny as shit, and it just kind of comes from a, a 
Crytek, you make the list this year for two reasons. One, you're suing Star Citizen for what feels like incredibly petty reasons. I don't know the full story there, so I'm not going to condemn you for that one, but it seems kind of shitty, especially after you laid off a shit ton of people and like almost went out of business. But what makes you make the list this year is, and Alex didn't know about this before the podcast, but Crytek is making its own cryptocurrency a la Bitcoin or Iridium. It's called CryCash, and it's to incentivize you to play the game Warface by basically, it. they will pay you it to play a fucking free-to-play video game. See, but it's a it's exchangeable on par with any other cryptocurrency. So I don't know how that's gonna fly. I I don't There's know how any so... fucking cryptocurrency flies. But here we are. A fucking developer of video game engines is launching a cryptocurrency. See, th- th- this is such a slippery scope because you hear stories about people who embed. Um, Bitcoin mining stuff into scripts on websites. Like, my worry is that they're going to use people's PCs to mine their profit as well. Oh, they already are. Don't buy secondhand graphics cards for that exact reason. Hmm. But I mean, like, like what's stopping Crytek from saying, yeah, you get, you're mining, you know, cryptocurrency while playing the game, but you're going to get a small cut and we're going to get this. Oh like, no, no, they don't. They don't want you. They, that's the difference, I guess. Like it's, it's. They don't care who mines. It's the fact that a developer, like. This is kind of like the magical Xbox points that you'd exchange real money for a thing, but this is them being like, yeah, we'll give you a fake currency to play to, a free-to-play game where the only place to use that currency right now is in that free-to-play game. Hmm. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Like, it's Steam just kicked Bitcoin off its platform because it's too volatile. Do we really need another cryptocurrency? Well, it's in style, so it's going to happen. I, it's a fad. And this, this is not is my original thought. It's what I agree with. Like, isn't the fact that, like, this is like some, this is like the stench of death on Cryptech. It's like, when all else fails, invent money. Yeah. <laughs> I, it just seems like it's just baffling that of all the company, like Microsoft did away with essentially their cryptocurrency, which was Microsoft points in exchange for real money with real conversion rates and shit. And uh-huh. cryptarchs or cryptex, like, you know what we need? Fake money. Yep, fake money. Let's go on this train. I mean, it's popular now. Everyone's riding this fucking train. Let's go along. I'd like to. I'd like to officially announce the um, official SWS cryptocurrency. It's when you send me money, and I assure you, you have some. Yeah. Uh, what are we calling our currency? We have to have a name for it. SWS bucks. Ah. I was hoping for something tied along Nikolai Tracksuit, but I'll take SWS bucks. It is the bucks. official currency of Nikolai Tracksuit. <laughs> There we go. I'm on board now. Like, that's how dumb this is. Oh. 
Yeah, I don't know. I I got nothing for this one, man. Yeah, it's, it's just this is so <laughs> dumb and so deserving of being on this list. Like part of your brain shuts down when you start thinking about it. it's just so so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like I uh... I, I, you know, normally I have stuff to add and maybe stuff to like input here and there on some things. Normally I do, but I don't even know where to start with this. Yeah, like, like and, I'm just. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying like Riot doesn't have like Riot bucks out there where you like get in game currency to buy stuff through their store. That's fine. That's an in game currency at that point. It's the fact that, crypt, that Crytek's out there being like, yeah, you can use this to buy real things, like a real cryptocurrency. Yeah. That's where it's what the fuck. Yeah, no, that, that yeah, no. In-game currency has always been a thing. That's fine, but like this, this is taking it some next level, crazy shit. Like, I want to go buy groceries with crypto with um, Crytek bucks. Right, Crycash, I love, Sorry, I I cannot wait for Blizzard to announce their uh, wow, did cryptocurrency so I can take gold and transfer it into the token, which transfers into me spending money out in the real world. I don't know. It only goes one way. You know that. I'm, not, I'm not, sorry. No, that's, this is not the place for me being silly. This is a real <laughs> conversation of dumb. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I was gonna say you know it only goes one way. You can turn groceries into WoW tokens, but not WoW tokens into groceries. No, because that's what Crytek is fucking doing. That's, this is no. This is no time for my sense of humor to rear its ugly head. <laughs> this is a serious issue that. Is so dumb. You just want to make jokes. Yeah, yeah. Crytek for inventing your own money because you have a just real ass financial issues. Apparently, get in the goddamn sack. Mm-hmm. You motherfucker. 100%. I, I, I want to declare bankruptcy. But oh, I only pay stuff in Charlie dollars now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of what this shit feels like. Charlie Cash. Yeah. Like bison bucks. There you go, bison bucks. That I can't wait for that to become a cryptocurrency. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that I, it might be out there. I haven't really looked at cryptocurrencies and like deep diving senses. Like if that's only used for drugs at this point, they're using bison bucks correctly. That and underground fighting tournaments. Right, yeah, the official currency of the Shadow Lou. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so this is all. So our, our last kind of two items on our um, our, our list here. We've we've checked it twice, et cetera, et cetera. Other dumbass Christmas references, I guess. Um, we'll do the quick one first. Uh, EA for shutting down visceral games, and in the same breath, going, "We think single player games are over," and causing that whole bullshit controversy. That's that's its own level of dumb. Like beyond people being sad, a Star Wars game that looked cool got canceled. Like remove anything you care about that. The part I'm personally mad at is them having the stones to be like, yeah, we think single player games just aren't gonna work for us anymore. Mm-hmm. Which get the yeah get in the sack for that because and then to fucking follow it up with. Star Wars Battlefront, the largest dumpster fire of the year and of years in recent memory, 
making all the jokes we made about the division look unwarranted by comparison. Star Wars Battlefront 2. Shout outs to Star Wars Battlefront 2 for proving that you can be a triple A studio with a huge fucking like name and reputation behind the franchise and still managed to fuck it up. We all thought we knew where the bottom was, and Battlefront 2 wandered into the room and said, nah, I know where the sub-basement is. No, no. <laughs> Battlefront 2 walked into the heaping shit pile of, like, such low bars as No Man's Sky and said, you know what? Hold my beer. I'll be right I back. I got this. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, <laughs> in, in recent memory of, ye- of years of games that, like, we thought were the bottom of the barrel in this one. That was like, how did you fuck up this badly? For Star Wars Battlefront to come out and not mechanically be a bad game, maybe be a tad boring or repetitive or not well written, to be a totally functioning game with minor technical glitches and stuff like that, to be a fully functioning game and to still somehow find a way to suck so hard it causes wide-reaching impact ranging from like fucking disney the owners of star wars going ea get your shit together to hawaiian government people being like we're drafting legislation to gamers being pissed to the most downvoted comment on reddit a cesspool of upvotes and downvotes and people being shitty that is what Battlefront 2 is. <laughs> Real man of genius. Today we salute you, Battlefront 2. <laughs> Only you could take one of the most called for franchises and make people go, nah, I don't think I want any more of this. Yeah, like that's the thing. I fucking love Star Wars and even I'm avoiding that game like a fucking plague. Yeah, I I don't like Battlefront that much. I since since he got their hands, I didn't think the first one was great. Like I thought the first one was a not a great game. This one looked like it was a better game than that, but still, like this is the this is why it's kind of the pinnacle of this list this year. That game itself, from a like gameplay perspective standpoint, is fine. It looks gorgeous. And somehow it manages to drag itself so far down with all this other bullshit. And then EA's handling of that where it's like, hey, we fixed it, but we're totally bringing this shit back and people fucking bought it. Uh, Yeah. Not to mention things like their advertising campaign. Never have I heard a game go, hey guys, look, we have content this time as compared to the last version of the game. They had graphs. Yes, when you have to design graphs, being like, no guys, this time we really do have content at launch. Look how much more there is. Uh, Yeah, no, they they were like, don't worry, I got this. (laughs) Like, I, I I think we we the frustration this year over Battlefront Two has is probably record setting. I can't wait to see what is like 
I think we need to. Do we have a No Man's Sky award? Uh, well, technically, it's still the Evolve award. We didn't do Game of the Year last year, but I, I, I think we should rename it to the Battlefront Two award. No, so here's personally. the issue. I, the way we give that award is not designed. Battlefront Two is not the most disappointing game of 2017. It is the winner of the Krampus Award, where it's just like comically evil in its fuck-ups. Like, I'm not disappointed by it, I'm angry. <laughs> I, I, Again, like, bad games happen and you should call them up for being a bad game, but Battlefront 2 isn't a bad game. It's a sinister one. Mm. Like, the game itself, again, is fine from a quality of, like, multiplayer game shoots good and stuff whether it's your cup of tea or not it's not for me to judge it looks pretty it's all the other shit it's draped in that's the problem and you could make an argument that like that's all one in the same game except like it's so not it's it it's like a mannequin covered in spider webs that are on fire <laughs> The mannequin is still fine. It's just got things trying to kill you all around it. Yeah. No, I... Uh, uh. Yep, Battlefront 2. Never... EA, you never cease to amaze us. I, I, I have so many issues with Battlefront 2 that when people post about it on Facebook, I have to physically restrain myself from, like, yelling at them on it. Like, it's... I have a visceral and physical reaction to Battlefront 2. Like, intellectually, I'm angry. Physically, I'm angry. <laughs> like, and, and games don't normally do this to me. Like, where it's like, an, it's, it's a full body, just like, fuck that thing. It's like a seething, boiling rage where it's like, how did this happen? How did we get here? What transpired? Like, how? Like, this is like a car getting sent out of the factory without brakes. Someone along the line should have been like, hey, do we put brakes in this shit? No, 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 no. So... The car maker, he wants the driver to feel a sense of pride when they unlock the brakes after driving for several hours. Yeah, after you've leveled up to brakes. <laughs> yeah, you have to level up to brake. Like, that's how it works. So Yeah, like, and the smugness of how it was handled, like, it's like... Urgh! Yeah. Yeah. Get in the sack, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. Get in the sack, and then we're just going to beat you. I, like, Yeah. So I can feel a sense of pride after I beat the shit out of yep, you. Yep, that's what the sack is for. It's a whooping sack. <laughs> yeah. uh, Maybe this year's sack we throw in the river. Just saying. Yeah, let's just... Let's just it's a wash. Let's just start fresh next year. Yeah. And hope for the best. We'll hit the ground running with some good games, I, hopefully. It, it's such a bizarre thing, because... This was such a good year for video games, too, that you have these, like, horrible thorns that, like, 
any one of these would have been like, yup, this is the shittiest thing all year. But they kept happening. <laughs> like, the loot box fiasco, super shitty. The Persona 5 threatening people thing, super fucking shitty. EA shutting down Visceral, super shitty. The Mass Effect Andromeda stuff, super shitty. The E3 stuff, super fucking shitty. The YouTube adpocalypse thing, courtesy of PewDiePie, fucking shitty as hell. I... Crypt... Crytek launching a cryptocurrency! <laughs> I... Any one of these things would be the thing we'd be like, man, remember how fucking stupid 2017 was? That's the year X happened. This is the year all of this shit happened. Yeah. I I, I don't know. You, you, I think you sound a little upset. This is why we do this Krampus <laughs> cast episode. <laughs> oh. Important. I, 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 maybe it's who I am, but I, I think it's important to... Maybe it's the Jewish side of me that thinks it's important to once a year celebrate and remember and point out all the times that you fucked up. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll just agree with you. And we have a holiday I'm based not... around so half our New Year's is that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's going to do it for our Krampus cast up. Uh, but we have emails this week. Woo! Woo! So, Alex, if you wanted to contact us and to send us a message, I'm sorry. Uh, we love receiving emails. We love, we love reading them. We love responding to them. We love getting questions and a variety of other things. But if you wanted to contact us, Alex, how would you go about doing that? So, um, I am, first of all, I would ask Jeff. And he would come up with the most wonderful scenario yeah. of all this craziness. But unfortunately, I'm nowhere near as creative as he is. I, 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 th so I think I got just... one. <laughs> go on. You go to Mexico and get really, really <laughs> horrible food poisoning or stomach stuff or whatever. So bad, they have to make a news article about you. And during the day when I'm looking for news stuff during my lunch break, Maybe I'll see it then, and, like, make sure you're wearing a shirt in the photo they take of you, like, shitting your lung out through your asshole or something that has your question, your comment, and then it will wind up on the Wicked Awesome cast. That was pretty fucking good. How was that? That was pretty good. I think that would do it. Alternatively, <laughs> yeah. Alternatively, what else can we do? You can contact us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that email again, Alex? WickedAwesomeCast at gmail.com. WickedAwesomeCast at gmail.com. Down on the show notes, spell that some sounds, etc., etc. But let's get these emails a rolling. First one we got. Dear Totally Not a Pod Foodcast and Definitely a Podcast about Video Games. <laughs> I love this email already. The new year is approaching, and with it I am contemplating my New Year's resolution. This year, I am going to attempt to eat healthier and lose some weight, and I was wondering what the current feeling was on Soylent. <laughs> it seems like something that might actually align with my goal of, eat of better eating and weight loss, but whenever it comes up, eventually it gets referred to as only for crazy people. 
Additionally, <laughs> any New Year's resolutions you feel like sharing? Any for the podcast, the channel? From Anonymous. Thank you, Anonymous. Oh, this is a great this fucking is a email. Great fucking fun. This is a great one. Whoever you are, Anonymous, I fucking love you. Yes, we have a lot from Anonymous this week. So, I <laughs> so I I, I I think you were contemplating trying Soylent, weren't you? At one point, I actually uh, I think I'm still close to that. I'll see. Um, I have a drum or yes. two. I will happily give you because when I was out of town, they kept delivering it, and I have more than I can consume in a month. <laughs> okay, I, I will gladly take that off your hands then. I. I guess as the Sterling consumer, I will say, um, as I say frequently when talking about Sterling, for it to be an effective weight loss solution, you have to go the crazy person approach and you have to do the three times a meal thing, or three times a day, sorry, instead of meals. Like That seems to be the only way you really lose weight on it because you're essentially eating bare minimum calories, but getting full-ish nutrition. Caveat for yeah. that, and even Soylent comes out and says this, if you're going to do that, get regular blood tests to make sure you're getting all the nutrition you need. They're very upfront about the fact that this is a meal replacement for some meals, not all of the meals. I swapped out breakfast and lost a little bit of weight because I ate giant-ass breakfasts. Um... I recommend the powder over the drink, but Alex had the drink at TwitchCon, was an okay fan of it, so... Yeah, it was alright. Yeah. I haven't had the powder yet, but I can give a review on it once I have the powder yeah, as well, I, but... I like the powder because I can make normal-ass smoothies with it. Like, the the flavors for the pre-made drink are kind of sinister and a little too Food 2.0. Like, again, Soylent is only for crazy people. Yeah, and keep in mind, you're not drinking these for the fucking taste. Like, yeah. If you're going into this, you're going to do this with an end goal in mind. You're not going to go like, you're, it's not like going to order a steak and being like, oh man, I only want this for the nutritional value. No, you eat the steak because you like to take the flavor and how it tastes. This is not that case. If you're going to yeah, drink and- Soylent, you're drinking it for the full actual value and not like, oh, this is gourmet shit. No, it's not. Yeah, I, I would go one step further to say like, if you're, it will definitely, I think, accomplish the, it'll make you you're healthier because I, I literally only drink it at this point because it guarantees me 30% of my base nutrition in a day, which I'm pretty sure I wasn't getting normally because I eat like a carnivore and I'm afraid of vegetables. Like from that perspective, I think it's fine. But at the same mm-hmm. time, it's not really a real diet. And like, you can totally fucking mix Soylent with milk and Hershey syrup, which I've done a couple times. Like it's, how dare you disrupt the formula? Yeah, I, I'm not a pure Soylent drinker. I, 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 I mix it with fruit, which is pretty fucking bad too, according to some <laughs> people. But I, yes, uh, I guess on to the second part of the question. Um, any, any New Year's resolutions you want to share, Alex? I actually haven't thought too much about New Year's resolutions, other than the usual lose weight one, which is probably the most yeah. common one they have out there. Um. I guess get get back into uh, working out more. Yeah. Like, I think that's probably one of my bigger ones because I, I uh, like about a year ago I was pretty much a big gym fiend for a while. I was hitting the gym three days a week and I was doing a lot of powerlifting, which was fun. But uh, like I, I kind of dropped off of that, and that's at my own uh, accord. So that's my fault. But 
yeah, no, definitely getting back into that. I don't have anything in like particular. Maybe stream more and get affiliated status on Twitch would probably be my one of my New Year's resolutions. So yeah, I don't believe in resolutions. Oh, I, well, I that think, answers that one for you. Yeah, I, I, I think it's one of those things where it's like it being a new year doesn't change anything. Like it, if this is something you know you need to do, fucking do it already. Like stop trying to come up with an excuse to do it already. Like it's, you'd lose weight, fucking lose weight. Like, no, it's like, Oh, I'll do it in the new year. No, fucking do it now. Yeah. It being 2018 doesn't make you more motivated to go do that. Like figure that shit out, man. But it's very much that new year, new me. Yeah, seeing as, like, technically there's, like, four New Year's a year, depending on what religion and culture you are, it's, like, arbitrary thing. Get it, though. Yeah. Fair enough. Ah, for the channel, it's just to get back up and running again, and that's more just a goal for us. I, From a channel perspective, I want to shake some things up. I guess every once in a while, there's some stuff we keep talking about doing, like Blood Drunk, that just, given our current setup, is more complicated to do. And mm -hmm. this new studio I will now own that's kind of a converted garage will let us do some more dynamic stuff. Like, the goal is always to stream more. The issue is I stream out of my living room where me and my girlfriend also watch TV and eat. Meaning, like, the setup for that has to go away when we don't want to use it as a streaming and recording space. And having that stuff permanently set up means whenever me and Alex decide to stream Destiny or WoW or something... It's not me going, oh shit, for a half hour trying to find all the parts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, it's, we, we got stuff coming. I, there are plans in the work. I think my resolution is for us to stream more, I think, because it's definitely, I, like, I, I haven't griped about this in a while. Maybe I should start now, but like, fucking non-streamed video is hard especially for me because I have a certain standard I want out of all that shit. Then when it comes to streaming, it's like, fuck it, whatever. It is what it is. Can't fix this shit. It was live. But, yeah. That's, that's about it. Thank you for writing in. Yeah, definitely. That was probably a really good fucking email, so thank you. Moving on from that, because we're keeping with our food theme going on, uh, Dear Wicked Awesome cast. Which one of you would win in an eating competition? Who can eat the most? Who can stand the most spice? Who could eat the most in a short period of time? You asked for dumb questions, so now I need to know. Again, from Anonymous. Thank you, Anonymous. Oh, I, I don't know. Um, I think me, right after coming back from New York, I could have mopped the floor with all of y'all. I have gone back into eating like a semi-sane person, though. Like, when I'm on the road, I eat like shit, which means I'm back up to like eating an entire pizza by myself or something like that. Like, you have to train your stomach muscles for stunt eating. I I'm back yeah. to meals that resemble meals, and now I get like full like a normal person. So, I don't know. Hmm. I think I could win spice, though. Uh, you probably could, to be honest with you. I mean, despite the fact that I come from a heritage of people who pride themselves on spice, I probably wouldn't be able to do that well. Yeah, me and my girlfriend throw down on the spice challenge every once in a while. I short period of time, I'd actually bet Jeff. 
Really? He has a weird life that requires him to scarf down food in between, like, getting from work to hockey practice and driving and shit. Like, that's a, that's a technique at that point. Hmm. Like, the one thumb, like, breakfast burrito open kind of thing is not something you develop because you have luxurious time. Hmm. Jim could maybe do okay in spice. He definitely could not do okay in portion. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I don't know who could do most at this point. Like, I'm not sure either. Like, I suspect it's me or you, but, like, we wouldn't be happy with ourselves afterwards. Yeah, I think we'd be kind of mad at ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, thank you for the dumb question, Anonymous. But, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Hey, Wicked Awesome cast. Since it's the holiday season and you people seem to have attract bad experiences... I was wondering what the worst Christmas, um, what the worst Christmas ever you've had to experience was. Was it a drunk relative? Was it the tree catching fire? Was it eggnog that went bad? With all the weird stuff that gets brought up on the podcast, I'm hoping you have some good stories that will keep me sane during this during Christmas this year. From anonymous, because I think my brother listens to this podcast as well. Oh. Ooh, I've got a good one. And this actually was two years ago. Okay. Worst Christmas. Um, a few days before Christmas, I got food poisoning. Oh. Yeah, it was. It was. Thank you, Subway. By the way, for that special shout out to you for that food poisoning. Um. Yeah, I got sick as a fucking dog. Like, it was bad. It was. Ugh. It was. It was bad. So I, I ended up staying home for a few of the days. Was it? No, two. I want to say two, three years ago at this point. But anyway, point being, I got really fucking sick. And then right on Christmas Eve, <clears throat> I'm feeling better. I'm like, all right, I'm doing all right. I'm, I, I think I'll be okay. Right? And the thing is, at work, we had a tradition where for Christmas Eve, one person runs down and orders us all breakfast burritos from a place called Lucky Boy's. In uh, somewhere in Pasadena, I think. So I thinking I'm good now. I'll be all right. I ordered myself a giant fucking breakfast breakfast burrito with chili and a milkshake to go with it. Do you like projectile vomited down a hallway? I assume after this. No, I was well not down the hallway, but I was definitely coming out both ends. It was <laughs> it was really fucking bad. Like. I, I spent Christmas that day upstairs in my in my in my room while hearing my family downstairs everybody having fun. I'm upstairs in my apartment just just sick as a dog. I can hear everyone laughing, everyone having fun, and I'm just sick. And that was my Christmas Eve a few years ago. So that would be my worst. My worst like that that's a very normal worst my worst is oh, i'm jewish i don't have a worst christmas story because my family doesn't celebrate christmas but i do have one because i don't celebrate christmas um uh many 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 years ago i was dating someone from the midwest and i was visiting them over kind of the winter break of sorts and i found myself in a two-hour conversation with one of their parents about why my parents were okay with me spending Christmas with them 
and not being home with them. <laughs> Which, the concept of, no, my family doesn't celebrate Christmas because we're Jewish took about half the time and then transitioned into them trying to save my soul all at, like, I guess this was technically Christmas dinner. And I'm just sitting there like, well, I gotta be here for three more days. This won't, this won't be awkward as shit. Gosh. Wow. Really? Yeah. That's some, that's ballsy. Yeah, and like, it, it was predated by my girlfriend at the time being like, their parents like, oh yeah, so Charlie's gonna stop by for Christmas. Oh, it's so nice to like, They don't care, they're Jewish. Oh, but everyone celebrates Christmas. No. No, that's not how that works. <laughs> By definition, we don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's my worst one. Like just it was it was an ongoing awkwardness of like, oh, it's like, what 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 do you put on your tree, Charlie? Never had a tree growing up. <laughs> Everyone has a Christmas tree. Nope. Wow. Were you a ham or turkey family? Uh, we eat both. Like, we're not that Jewish, but, like, Chinese was our typical December 25th food. Yeah. That's oh not very gosh. festive. No, it's not, but it's open. <laughs> what did you guys do for Christmas last year? I think we saw a movie and went to a place called Panda Garden, where the host greeted us with burned turkey? No. Jewish? That one. Five goddamn days of shit revolving around that. Wow. Holy shit, that's fucking You want to come to church with us? No, not really. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know, my food poisoning lasted a few days. I, I don't think it lasted five days. Yeah. That's one of those ones where you just kind of sit there and you're like, didn't think I'd ever have to play this one out. <laughs> yeah, thank you for writing in on that one. Hopefully, hopefully nothing as bad as either of our stories happens to you. Okay, um, let's do an on-holiday one next. Um, hey, Wicked Awesome cast, but mostly Alex. I have been thinking about oh. getting back into WoW and have caught a few of the WoW streams and have noticed that Charlie spends at least some of the time per episode complaining about some of the changes that have changed that happened since he stopped playing. I stopped <laughs> playing at the end of Lich King, so some of the changes Charlie has run into are less severe for me. But I am curious about how much validity do you think there is? Sorry, there, uh, there is to the things Charlie brings up. I am guessing Charlie exaggerates some for streams, but some of the things he has mentioned. Seem occasionally surprise even you who've been playing for a while. Happy holidays, Samuel in London. Um, you know, I actually like all the changes they've made. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I so let me let me preface this by saying I I've followed WoW since Burning Crusade, so I do not have any context to vanilla. So I'm gonna put that that disclosure out now. That being said, I very much enjoy what they've done with the game as far as evolving it. Now, there are some things tied to nostalgia that you will not get back. That being said, things like Charlie brings up about, like, mobs dying too quick, which is, by the way, actually being addressed with the new update um, 
7.3.5, they're releasing the new leveling experience. So stuff like that is going to change. So now everything is going to scale based off your level when you're leveling up now, which just creates kind of a better kind of experience for leveling. So you're not just one-shotting through everything. Yeah. So that's, that's being addressed. Um, that being said, though, I like all the quality of life changes and some things, like, there's some, there are some valid points. Like, I like the stuff as far as, like, the looking for group stuff. I like the cross-realm stuff. I like a lot of the quality of life changes I absolutely love. Now, that is without, that is saying that it doesn't come with its own faults. For example, back in the day when you were looking to form a raid group, it was very much you asked people to join your group or you asked to join a group and you kind of talk to people and figure out stuff beforehand. That really changed with the looking for raid system and the pre-made group stuff really killed that. So there's, there's, it's very cold if you don't have a group you play with now. So back in the day, I didn't play with a lot of people. So I could always find a group I wanted to play with and I was good to go. That like personalization is gone. It's not there anymore, at least in my experience. If you have a guild and people you play with, awesome. That's that's great, and I would highly recommend you find some sort of guild, even if it's a social guild, just to kind of be a part of. But going to the game solo, you're not going to like it, because it's very impersonalized. Now, tied into that, the other thing um, is the introduction of the, uh, what is the item level. Everyone bases like your skill and who you are as a player based off your item level. So if your item level is low... People assume you're not good at all because you don't have gear. Now, that is that that is probably one of the worst things that's been added to the game is that whole eye level thing because before that, I used to be undergeared and was able to out DPS people in full raid gear with my rogue. And this is back in the day. Now things have changed, and if your eye level doesn't match a certain requirement, people won't even consider you. Again, but that also ties down to the kind of depersonalization of group experience. But if you're willing to overlook that, and you can by like finding a guild or people to play with, I absolutely would say that WoW is a fun game to come back to. It is there is a learning curve to the new you know changes and things like that, especially if you played a class back in the day because classes have changed quite a bit. There was a revamp a while ago for that kind of stuff. It will be different, but. Give it time, and I would say you would appreciate the game. Yeah, I, I would go so far as, like, the game feels streamlined in both ways that are good and bad. Like, it's... I, I've been playing a lot of WoW. I'm obviously enjoying myself, despite how much I seem to complain about it on streams, because, <laughs> like, there is some stuff. Like, it's... On one hand, the time to kill is way down from what it used to be. On the other hand, that time to kill had to come way down from what it used to be, because it used to be ridiculous. Especially yeah. back when, like, I, I fight a warlock mostly when I was playing vanilla. And, like, a after a lot of fights, you would just have no fucking mana. So you had to... Mm -hmm. There was a weird amount of downtime in the game. That wasn't great. And that's gone. That's a good thing. I What I more latch on to now is some of the weird stuff, like... Um, I, I'm playing a hunter a bunch lately. The rare pet stuff no longer matters. And... I can think of a lot of reasons they why they would do that. It's a damn shame they did it because, like, as someone who played a hunter, half the fun was you had these rare pets. They were special. They were different. They were they. It helped kind of build an attachment to your character. 
that I think just having them kind of being generic pets, well, loses some. Mm-hmm. Like this whole transmorging thing, again, it's fucking amazing. You're no longer stuck wearing hideous helmets and capes and shit, but at the same time, you can look however you want. There's no longer kind of like, oh, you have to look this way because this is the gear you've got. Or like, oh shit, that guy's a badass. Why? He's in full dreadnought gear, or juggernaut gear, whatever the fuck it was called. Like, I... I it cuts both ways. I, The game... I have the same issue I have with World of Warcraft in some ways that I actually have with Destiny 2, which is that by sanding off some of the stuff that made it a real pain in the ass to balance, they've lost some of what allowed you to have more of a personality in that game. Like, they've lost some of the immersion, where it's like, oh, all these guns are the same. Awesome, that makes balancing easy. But they've removed some of the fun of having that, like, god role. Like, back in vanilla, you'd have hunters that'd be like, oh, I got this rare pet. Oh, shit, how did you get that one? It's like, oh, I camped out this one spot for, like, four hours waiting for it to spawn. I got it. And some jackass is going to run up and kill it. It's like, oh, shit, rare spawn. I'm going to get my loot from that. Yeah. There's more stories, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, no, it's stuff like the looking for group system. It's great. I've done more dungeons just for the hell of it than I ever did back when I was playing vanilla because it wasn't looking for group. Looking for group. Find me a fucking group. Yeah. Game progresses faster, which I don't think is a bad thing. Yeah. Thanks, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Our last email comes in from Gus in Nebraska. Hey, Wicked Awesome cast. I was wondering if you guys have any special holiday traditions. Mm, I, I don't. <laughs> I... Yeah, I don't have any... Uh, I don't have any crazy traditions, I, to be honest with you. I guess aside for, like, Chinese food or Asian food of some kind on December 25th and complain about how everything is closed... I don't really either. Like I, we've done a couple streams on Christmas every year that have been like a little edgy for the sake of being funny edgy, but I don't have any real traditions beyond that. Like, it's easier to do the val. It's either <laughs> it's way easier to do Christmas streams when you don't have a girlfriend who wants to spend time with you, and I'd much rather have a girlfriend than do another Diablo three. Let's see how far I can get an eight hours stream. Yeah. Yeah. I. Well, I mean, I it doesn't I don't know if it really counts as a tradition per se, but um since I've been with uh my girlfriend, we've switched to a real tree as opposed to a fake tree. Like I, I her wait, and I have wait, had this wait, thing wait. back and forth. So she brings animals that will kill you and fire hazards into your home? Yeah, she does. Are you sure she's not trying to kill you? I'm pretty sure. But yeah, so I'm I'm hashtag fake tree, but she's all about the real tree. Fair so. enough. Yeah, but you know, her and I will we'll, we'll, what we'll do is we'll 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 go into negotiations. We'll talk about the pros and cons of each one, and at the end, we get the real tree because I I never win. It's 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 a non-negotiable. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I. 
Yeah, SWS doesn't even have any really, uh, special holiday traditions. Um, the Krampus cast, and you're listening to it. Yeah. No, yeah. That, that, that's pretty much it for me, like, as far as that goes. Yeah. Nah, sorry to disappoint, Gus. <laughs> right? Sorry, but that's just the way that is. Yeah. Not that. Uh, uh, okay, so I actually got one for Jeff. Um, he makes the uh, his dad or him or some part of his family, I think it's him and his dad, make these fucking Swedish or Finnish or something uh, butter cookies that can only be made when it gets cold enough outside because like you can't make them above certain temperatures without like the, something weird happening as part of it. Like you need it uh. to be below fifty degrees and where you make them, and like it's some like horrible like or it's like it's you have to beat the dough by hand so they only make it once a year because like it's like you wind up like sore for days afterwards. And I only know about this because back when me and Jeff were in high school, he'd bring them in around Christmas, and me and one of our, me and our mutual friend would like fight over the box. <laughs> Like, I think a fork was stabbed into someone's hand one year. That's how much we fought over how good these goddamn things are. They're terrible. They're, like, they're made of flour and butter, as best I remember. But good lord, were they good. Mm. Yeah, that's it, though. I feel as though Jeff would be mad at me for not at least remembering that thing, given like me and my friend putting him in chokeholds being like, where are the fucking cookies? You ate them all. There's gotta be more. Yeah. <laughs> Where are they? We haven't made them yet this year. Make them. Need my fix, man. But yeah, thank you uh, thank you all for writing in. Again, you can reach us at wickedawesomecast at email.com. No email too stupid or obscure or weird. We love them all equally the same. And they can wind up on the podcast like those did. That's going to do it for the 2017 a Krampus podcast, if you will. Um, thank you for joining us. Hopefully this has provided some holiday cheer or something. Am I saying that right, Alex? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think you nailed it right there. Holiday cheer, I think they call it now. Yeah, uh, I got some housekeeping stuff. Uh, as mentioned at the top of the podcast, we're going on kind of a weird hiatus podcast should continue more or less as normal but in video content there are gonna be some gaps as i may not have internet for a couple days randomly or something i moving is awesome repairing a house doubly so but yeah when we get all set up and running we'll do some stuff again we'll be a party streams will keep happening i think i we also always slow down this time of year just because everyone's schedule gets shitty with Holiday stuff, not that holiday stuff is shitty, just scheduling around it is complicated. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, anything you want to pimp? Um, let's see. Uh, well, yeah. First of all, a couple days left to donate to my yes. Extra Life. You have until Thanks. the 31st to donate via Extra Life. Yeah. So, uh, I'm sure Charlie will include a link somewhere on the podcast. Uh, yeah, it's uh, in I the am notes. Going for that. I've been doing it. Yeah, so there'll be a final stretch uh, on that one. Would love your support. Again, I don't get any of it. It goes directly to the hospital. Yep. And so, yep, I'm still doing it. I may do a little stream at some point just to kind of close out the year. But, yeah, uh, 
yeah, that's it. That's that's pretty much other than just uh, pimping that out. And of course, uh, future streams we have coming up down the line once you know we get all that stuff situated. But um, yeah, yeah, we, I think that's it. I typically do some New Year's stream. That may happen again this year. Last year was Doom. I don't fucking know what this year might be. It might be Star Citizen. That's that might be something worth doing. The shitty frame rate right now. That'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Look out, we're up, we're up to four frames a second. It's glorious. <laughs> Maybe do oh, Wolfenstein. Yeah. That feels appropriate. Oh. I don't know. We'll do something. Yeah. But, yeah, thank you for listening. Um, You want to take us out, Alex? Sure, I'll take us out. Cue the metal. <laughs>